patience, my friend. Afraid, are you? This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Hi, this is Michael Sheard, Admiral Ozzel from The Empire Strikes Back. And you are listening to Star Wars on Direct. Accepted a rebel broadcast. Here it is. And welcome to Star Wars Sound Direct, the voice of Star Wars Standard. Hi, everybody. This is Willie Taylor, company by the. Rebel scum. They are in this system. I will deal with them myself. The Emperor himself has requested your presence about this matter. Prepare my shuttle. Yes, my lord. Thy bidding, my master. There is a great disturbance on the internet. I have felt it. The show is Star Wars on Direct. Yes, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Can we communicate all the Star Wars fans through this show? Not yet, my master. Some fans have never heard the show. They will. It is inevitable. We can use the Force to make these rebel fans tune in live and then take control of Star Wars fandom. They will listen to Star Wars on direct or be destroyed, my master. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Hi everybody, this is Josh from TheForce.net. When you get online, be sure to stop by the number one fan site for Star Wars for your daily dose. Our Star Wars news is updated literally a dozen times a day. We cover everything from the upcoming Episode 3 to the latest video games and collecting news. If it's connected to Star Wars, you'll find it on TFN. Post your thoughts about Star Wars, react to the latest news in the Jedi Council forums, over 10,000 posts a day. Stop by our side of the Internet, theforce.net, your daily dose of Star Wars. 
StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars fan audio genre news, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an Internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join your fan community and the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. I'm joined here today with my friend, of course, uh, Danny Lunatic, hey, hello the producer everybody. of the show. And uh, we've got a crowd again tonight in the room with us. I'm just going to point the microphone and everyone say hi. Hi! And that's it. The neighbors are going to come. I'm knocking on our door. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're actually joined by somebody very special who brought me a very nice gift to be on the show. <laughs> Sabrina Freed. She's a columnist on uh, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, if I'm not mistaken. So how many uh, columns have you, have you wrote for, for him? Um, actually, I just submitted column 38 or so the other night. Uh, he should be in the process of coding it if it's not already up. 
And if he is still working on it, T, I'm sorry about the problems with the code, but you know I just reinstalled every single thing on my computer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which remind you have to remind me of. I got something for you later. Okay. And um, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, sorry we're so late again, but we had to go to the masquerade because Gordon Rose was the MC, and Gordon Gordon Rose is just the best masquerade MC or MC in general you could ever imagine. I said he was my daddy. And yeah. we're gonna he's, we're he's gonna go through daddy. that. <laughs> and uh, tonight it's incredible. We got uh, the road trip with Gold Leader, who's back there wearing his nice Hawaiian shirt and his X-Men pants, tight pants. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a scorpion mask, and he's set for a fire skip. Out That's it. Uh, we have the people at the con treating the guests. Uh, we got the, of course, major things for signatures, bank for signatures, uh, bootlegging DVDs at conventions. We have the masquerade, of course, we'll be talking about. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? That's right. We've got very good news for you. We had a very nice supper with Peter Mayhew and Angie Mayhew tonight. And tomorrow, we are not sure yet if it will be a live show from the convention center. But we can, we can promet, promise you one thing. We will be having an incredible amount of fun because we will be live at SFX in Toronto and we will be broadcasting, uh, we will actually be recording an interview with Peter Mayhew and boys does he, boy does he have stuff to say and I'm going to go ahead. We're and, back. and we're back on Star Wars on Direct the Voice of Star Wars Fandom. Sorry about these technical difficulties. People in the room, listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Ush. Because we're back, and I want to tell to our friends that li are listening to us that we're still actually on our uh, very uh, frisky. I don't know. I want to. I've got like another word, but I'm going to say frisky because uh, it's really cool looking. Turbulent. Turbulent uh, on the road studio. So we had a real nice clean show, but you know it was bound to happen. So tonight the the sound card just like decided to blew on us. So now we're back, and uh, hopefully we'll be back till the end of the, of the evening. And uh, I'm going to be starting the webcam pretty soon. So I was up in the middle of saying that we had a supper with Peter Mayo, and before I forget anything, uh, just you guys guess who will be. The spoke the official spokesman for the Star Wars original trilogy on DVD in September. That's right, Bob Anthony Martin. Daniels. That's right, it's gonna be Chewbacca. Oh, that's wow. that. This promises to be really fun. And there goes the network again. Again. No. No, like I can, I can see things you can't. See. Okay. <laughs> This is the only thing important for me. That's right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're actually hooked up onto the TELUS network, and it keeps on falling down and down and down. So, never go to an hotel and rely on a Wi-Fi network. Does the rain affect the... It shouldn't affect the rain. The rain shouldn't have anything to do. So, in any case, we got Duker Daku's back. We have Kida right behind him. We have MC, who's breathing in the microphone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I am your mother. <laughs> and we have uh, Nick, the convergent, who's not so more, who's not a convergent so much anymore. He's like, what could we say? He's like, he's a novice. He's a con novice. Yeah. He's a journeyman. No, just a con novice. And um, 
you can all, of course see all these people on the webcam at on the on the website the official website www.swendirect.com and there's um, no it's actually showing on the room and everything and uh, of course that's it you have uh, everyone showing up on the webcam or part of, a, of everyone showing up on the webcam here we go again if we can get a still connection yeah so if we can get a still connection which seems to be just very, very different yeah in any case uh, that's it people we're uh, we're broadcasting live uh, if you want to join us, you can actually add the user swendirect at upmail.com to your MSN Messenger list. You can also send us an email to studio at swendirect.com. You can come and join us in the web chat at www.swendirect.com and click on the chat link. And of course, uh, once everything will be back in order, you'll be able to just like take a very nice look at uh, everyone in the room when I figure what's wrong with my laptop. Which is not about to be today. <laughs> Never get that feeling someone's watching you. Like you right now. You have beautiful eyes, speakers. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm in con mode, so I'm gonna be totally delirious tonight because I've had one too many balls. Five to one. Five to one? I'm just gonna go with foobar. What the fuck is that? <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, Wookie Mart is actually dangling in my face. Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. Which no. is which is vodka and some very some some en Ensign's energy drink <laughs> to go just to go against our balls. He's waving us goodbye now. <laughs> and tonight, before I forget, tonight we have an extra guest in the room. We have Cubal who decided to join us. So hi, Cubal. You can uh, say hi in the distance, and we'll probably hear you. And. Um, that's basically it, I guess. Yeah, uh, Petit Fisto, the, 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 the co-host. Uh, the co-host, yeah, he's back there. He's still, he, he just, he's lo he lost his voice once more. We have five, we have four microphones plugged onto our web, our, our web broadcasting system, and yet you still don't have a voice. But I think you're, you're okay with it, judging from your enjoying yourself. <sighs> don't push those buttons, ladies. You might not like that. And uh, guys, <laughs> get your shoes off. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is so incontestable. This is a dictatorship, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, put your feet back on the bed. <laughs> Democracy, majority rules. That's right. And uh, we're going to be mind. talking. The, fir the first thing we're going to be talking about is actually uh, the Comic Con uh, experience with Sabrina, who actually went to Comic Con and lived some of the experience over there and I believe I had a lot of fun and she brought me back a goodie bag yes I did thank you okay uh, we're gonna start basically well there isn't a lot more than what was already in my column I think that's the longest piece of writing I've ever done in my life and my hands were sore for about a week afterwards but um, the first day was was the first day was not very Star Warsy. Um, the preview night, I mean, it was just a madhouse. Um, however, the good people over at Animation Magazine were giving out free copies of their special Comic Con issue, which it's it's actually a very nice magazine. Uh, speaks about all things fanish. Um, and has Batman on the cover. And has Batman on the cover from oh, yeah. actually the new Batman series. Uh, so if anybody cannot see this, because I don't think our webcam is up. Not yet. Yeah, it's the August 2004 issue. Um, and as a precursor, 
of things to come, there was a little bookmark at the Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow oh, yeah. article that's cool. in here. So you can all pass that around and have a look at it and make sure it gets to Sebastian. Um, eventually, so yeah. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be checking bags at the door when you all leave. That's it. I'm, I'm having the 501st coming on for security tonight. And so I was walking around the con floor on preview night and... A couple of the booths, uh, the staff that were supposed to be running it, the skids of material they needed had arrived. The staff apparently were still out somewhere in the in Florida or something, I don't know. Uh, so I was able to grab uh, the July issue of Play Magazine because it was literally, they just cracked open the box and said, help yourself, uh, which has whole bunch of gaming stuff for anybody who's interested in a bit of anime. Anything Star Wars in it? Um, I didn't notice anything. I didn't really have a chance to read the whole thing cover to cover yet. Yes, I do realize it's been a month. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, with my luck, there really isn't much in the way that oh. of really Star Warsy stuff so in there. Adventure. I'll get to that. I'll get yeah. to that. So we can pass that around. And as I said, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow was over, like, it was just all over the place. They had a they had a big booth, not as big as the pavilion, but pretty big. <laughs> uh, they had two inflatable androids uh, guarding the uh, the convention center, which was rather interesting. Inflatable androids that remind me of some of some like fun we had with inflatable dark mold chair. Oh, but we'll go back to yeah, that yeah. later. Well, well uh, yeah, these things though were were about half half as tall as the CN Tower, so oh. um, they were giving out a set of collectible cards. Uh, they're not CCGs; they're just movie cards and some CD that I was going wow. to put in my computer except my computer died on me so I've actually never run it so I think uh, according to the packaging it just says play the first level of the brand new online game the Flying Legion and Comet Challenge Robot Attack okay which probably sounds like something that would crash my computer anyways <laughs> and anybody who knows me knows my computer uh, the other thing, um, I mean, everybody this year, which was much an improvement over the last year I went, when things weren't so good in the industry, every single booth this year was giving out something memorable in terms of swag. Uh, this one here, I got the Pirates of the Spanish Main game pack. Uh, actually, I got this at the Diamond Comics booth. These are the distributors. These are not guys who most fans see day in, day out. Um, but even they were giving away something cool. Um, but this is, um, I, I would say this is a sign that the industry is on an upswing. Uh, the problems they've had in the past couple of years are not as bad as they used to be. Um, one of the other places I went to, I went to the booth uh, set up for PS238, which of course is a comic by the same people who bring you Dork Tower and all those other wonderful, wonderful... Scott Gertz! Yeah! yeah! Gaming people. Um, they gave me this, this thing, I, I just kind of looked at it and went, what? It's um, a circular piece of wood. It looks about the size of a pog, for those of you old enough to remember pogs. Um, and, and on the front... And wait, for, th for those even older than those of people who don't, who don't actually remember, like, pogs, you know those little things they used to put on milk, uh, on milk bottles, on top of milk bottles? It looks a little bit like that. Yeah. So on the front is, um, is a little graphic from PS238, one of their comics. And on the back, and I'm going to just read this because it, it just it blows my mind. It says, Cafeteria Token. This coin entitles the bearer to one lunch at PS238. If your dietary requirements are not met by ingestion of organic material, please obtain a note from the, out from the school nurse and you will be accommodated. 
So I guess if I asked for a note for copious amount of amounts of alcohol, this would still be good. Anyways. Nice. <laughs> and yes, I know alcohol is organic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other two things, other two of the other things I should say that I have here are um, the giveaways. Well, two of them, anyways, that they were giving away at Dark Horse, and these Our are favorite comic distributor. Our favorite comic distributor. Everybody buy Dark Horse, buy Star Wars, buy Tales Twenty One. It rocks. Oops. Sucker. Oh, mid, mid, mid that that was a blog for Nathan <laughs> Butler. We'll uh, no, actually, it wasn't for Well, it wasn't. Anyways, um, these are these represent two of the three comics I actually picked up at the con, which was another weird thing this year. Is even at the comic publishers, a lot of the publishers weren't giving out comics. They were giving out just about everything except comics, which I found incredibly odd. Uh, the first one is uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars Adventure book. This is the free comic book day book, which if you go into your local comic shop, they probably still have. It's a pretty cute story. Uh, there we go. I got uh, ripped off because on the day that, uh, on the free comic book day, I actually got a copy of the of last year. Star Wars yeah. Tales so. <laughs> And this year um, oh, I, it's I with mean, art troopers and stuff They had a whole bunch of Like they had boxes of these things and, and like I said this year people were literally Fighting over the swag Which is not necessarily a bad thing It's just I mean you can go into your local comic shop And get it too unless they give you last year's comic yeah. uh, The other thing I got um, This one the, I think they actually eventually Ran out of it uh, this is the Dark Horse Comics autograph book. Uh, it was something they, they put together for specifically for the con this year. Uh, and it's got a bunch of artwork from a lot of the people who are going to be appearing this year. Uh, Mike Magnolia is in here. Frank Miller. Uh, Tony Millionaire uh, did a piece from Sock Monkey. And, uh, and uh, Jander Sema's uh, cover for Jedi Aelis Sakura oh, is yes. right in there. This is very nice. Yes, this we, is very we, nice. We, we and can actually see things on the webcam now. Yeah, yeah, so. you gotta get that webcam going. Um, but I will oh, it's, say it's this. it's going, it's going. Yeah, I will say this for those of you who can't see this all too well. It is the uh, the, the the version of this painting that is not muddled up by graphics and such. So it, it's I I would call it frameable personally. I would. Oh, it most definitely is frame. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that they were giving out at the Dark Horse booth, and again, this was the kind of thing where people were just going nuts over it. And they, I, I don't know how the staff kept their sanity that weekend. Like, seriously, I, I could never do it. And I have, I have run convention booths before, and I could never have done what they did. Uh, this is the Dark Horse Micro Card Deck. Oh, where is the camera? There it is. It's it's right over there. Okay, uh, it's as it sounds. You know your your typical 52 card deck, and each piece has uh, Dark Horse comic artwork on here. Oh, including and let me just get this. Here we go. The Ace of Spades is Doug Wheatley's painting of Darth Vader. Oh, this, this so is the one that absolutely drove me to my knees and just when I saw it. So, oh, and Mike Richardson is the Joker. I, I say this with no slander intended. It is 100% true. Because okay, right Mike there. Richardson is the guy who says, we want you. Okay. Yeah, Mike Richardson, for those not in the know, is basically Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> he is the god of Dark Horse Comics. So there you go. Oh, okay, what should I start with next? Oh, yes, I'll, uh, I guess I'll discuss, uh, you know, that there was this really, really small, tiny, almost insignificant booth 
at, at the convention. It was called the Lucasfilm Pavilion. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, guys, it was really small. <laughs> yeah, it, it only took up like half the convention, well, not half. Like it, it's. I mean, I've seen entire conventions take place in the size of that booth. It was. It, it was rather astounding. It was the first thing you saw when you walked in, and it was the last thing you saw as security was politely pushing you out. Um, so I picked up a couple of things here. The first is issue seventy-seven of the Insider, which is all over the place by now. Uh, they had. They basically, by the end of the convention, they had so many of these. They were just like, here, have one. And so they actually so received two. Everyone yeah. received two, uh, yeah. I'm guessing, yeah. by now. Uh, yeah, I, I also I came home and I had two waiting for me um, because my subscription to yeah. the Insider had recently ended and they were trying to get me to resubscribe. We'll see. So I've got that. Um, it's pretty much old news by now. I don't think I need to go over that. There was, uh, from Delray, we had some promotional postcards for Star Wars Republic Commando Hard Contact, yeah. uh, which is an upcoming book by Karen Travis. Yeah. Um, which they pushed back, right? Which they pushed back, and yeah. although I, I'm happy to say that for video game graphics, the cover of Hard Contact so far looks a lot better than the cover of Ruins of Dantooine, which anybody who reads my column at all knows I did not like in the least. So at least they picked a better screenshot this time. <laughs> from a uh, cinematic problem. From a from a from a yeah. Uh, the other thing they had, they actually had I, I would almost call it a very small art gallery of work by Suino Sanda uh, for um, plugging the website sandaworld.com where they, um, and they had various Star Wars pieces. This is a promotional uh, po- postcard here. Okay. So I'll pass that around. And again, the full-size thing of this is is frameable, frameable quality, I would say. Uh, and of course, the one thing that I know Sebastian is not going to let out of his sight the instant I take my hands off it: Star Wars Republic Commandos sew-on patches. There is glue on the back, so you can stick it onto your shirt right away, and then oh, make it. Really and then when cool. you find some needle and thread, you can uh, make it permanent. I'm going to try and show it to the webcam, hopefully. Oh, there it is. It's, it's starting to show up. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I'm proud to say they had a huge box of them, and they were almost impossible to get anyways. Uh, but I, I just thought, for technical merit, that's number that's one. And, of course, <laughs> yeah, he's not letting that into sight. Another really, really cute thing, and being a Lego geek, almost since about the time I had enough hand-eye coordination to do that, I thought this was very cool. Uh, they were giving out... A little TIE Fighter Lego kit. Oh. How many pieces? Four or five? Um, <laughs> I'm guessing somewhere between eight and ten. Twelve pieces. Twelve. Okay. Yeah, I actually I grabbed one for myself and I assembled it. It looks so cute. <laughs> uh, this is another thing. There was a little Lego alcove of the pavilion. Uh, so there was that. Yay! It's for H7 and over. Yeah, You're so okay, Seb. So I can play with it. Okay. And then, of course, um, over at Wizards of the Coast... They had to have something to show because people didn't see over, o- seem overly interested in the card games. So they brought a little stormtrooper from the uh, the upcoming miniatures game, complete with a statistics card. Although I didn't actually get a chance to see the rules, they didn't have them at Comic Con, so I have no idea what the numbers on this card mean, except for the fact that Luke Skywalker could probably kill him with his eyes closed and his hand behind his back. <laughs> He's a player of the, those miniatures. Like I games. said, these are Sebastians. Whoever he gives them to afterwards. I'm gonna I'm gonna lend it to to yeah. Wookie Mart. Yeah, only yes. wait five days. 
And they're in the store. You okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take a, take a look okay. at it. So the last the last thing I brought today, um, and this again, this was um, among the non Star Wars things. <laughs> this was the thing to grab. Uh, the good people at Houghton Mifflin came up with this. Uh, and given that in the United States it is an election year, uh, this is just one of those things that everybody was was crawling over each other to find. It's a little uh, pin, just a you know quiet, unassuming pin. It's with a the button, words actually, not a button. Pin. Okay, button uh, with the words Gandalf for president on oh. it. Uh, yeah. I, I'll you know I'll let Sebastian put that right into the webcam. And it's uh, advertising the fact that the 50th anniversary of the Tolkien novels is creeping up very close on us right now. It's absolutely wonderful. I actually wore that one on my backpack through the entire so con. The same thing that uh, Marito was wearing in That's for Star Wars. Vote for Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. Marito is wearing this beautiful shirt that says uh, "Vote for Palpatine." Uh, vote for Palpatine is a vote for order. I wore the I wore that pin on my backpack for the entire con, and as a result, was never given a minute's peace because people came up to me and said, "Where did you get that pin?" And of course, five minutes after the uh, Houghton Mifflin put out that pin, it, that you know their store for the day was just gone. So, see, I told you, I told you, ladies and gentlemen, Nick and Graham from the Five First just walked in. You guys are security tonight. You're on duty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so basically, uh, it was it was an absolutely wonderful time at the con. I'm going to try to go again next year, um, provided a few things fall into place, and hopefully make my con report, which was well received by a number of people, uh, in, into a uh, regular affair. Um, go ahead, plug the website. <laughs> yes. So anybody who does want to read my con report, it's still up at my column. Just go to triple w star wars at star wars with a z dot com slash t-bone slash eu underscore news and that should take you to it there may also still be a link on t-bone's main page and uh, a link on our website and there will be a link on star wars on no, Direct. because he's one of our partners so he's already there all right then <laughs> cool Great. Okay. So we're going to go to a short break. I have absolutely no clue what we're going to be listening to because we're not structured as usual. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this little musical break by our producer, Danny. <laughs> yeah. We're going to uh, pipe in the elevator music from, from the elevators down the hall. No, no, yeah. we're not that, that bad. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you're listening to Star Wars on the Left. And we are back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. And, uh, yeah, it's like it's the people from the 501st just grabbed a beer because we're having a room party here tonight. And uh, it's tons of fun. I was just showing uh, at the bottom of the webcam the uh, tie wing uh, from the mini building set of Star Wars uh, that uh, Sabrina brought back to, to, to me. And we've got the guys, like, screaming out there. It's like, guys, wh what's happening? Share it with us. That's the whole goal of it, you know? That's the goal of like broadcasting from. Sh oh, it's a circle thing. Oh, I see. You guys are special. You're not like those casual fans that Paul Hans likes to talk about. Sorry, that was a burn, and I like to do it. <laughs> <sighs> I love doing live shows. You're allowed to do so many things. <laughs> so um, I guess we're gonna go into. Actually, we're uh, we're gonna bring like Martin out of the circle and out of his bubble of uh, very masquerade uh, danger sign and stuff and we're gonna... Kita, can you head your headset over to him? <laughs> what the hell? Who put the shampoo into the, into the bathtub filled with ice? The ice box. Into the ice box. It's not the Xbox, it's the ice, ice box. box. Okay. So uh, there is no sound in your earphones. That's okay. I don't Sorry. mind. Uh, okay, so basically... Again. I'm pretty much deaf right now. <laughs> yeah, well, people were screaming at you, you know, yeah. because you were dressed as Wolverine. Yeah, anyway, that was so funny. You like that? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Although I almost killed myself, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the very first uh, topic we're going to board tonight is actually our road trip with Gold Leader, <laughs> a.k.a. Wookie Mart. No, that was a vehicle, Gold One. Yeah, well, no, Gold Leader is Wookiee Mart. Gold One is the vehicle. There you go. Which is basically a Ford Montana. Something like that. Uh, Chrysler Pontiac. Montana. Pontiac. Chrysler Montana. Pontiac. Yeah. There's no OnStar on it, though. Okay, guys, it's a Montana. It has a DVD player in it. It's kind of cool. It's a DVD player with wheels. Who cares what it is? <laughs> <laughs> and a 5.1 surround sound system. <laughs> and widescreen. Yes, okay, granted, screen. the diagonal is about 10 inches, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so how did the road trip start? Uh, basically, we're supposed to come here with our friend Dark Jedi, in Toronto, that is. And uh, he got sent to Atlanta by his boss to work on some software a week before, before Dragon Con. 
Aww. And he is now back, back in, in Montreal. Montreal. So he didn't even get to stay over there for Dragon Town. It's like, Aww. if my boss ever do something like that to me, like, I'm going, but yeah, I'm staying there the for two weeks. <laughs> my cell phone is closed. <laughs> That's right. Do we have someone at the door? No, we don't. Okay. And um, so basically, we got into this rush like three days before the, the coming to the convention and like, okay, now what do we do? Oh, wait a second. Wookie Mart said he would probably rent a car. So let's call Wookie Mart. Hey, Wookie Mart. Yeah. Are you well, actually, it was so complicated, man, because it started out like, hey, I've got a room. It's great. It's a corporate room. So it's like, wow, I'm going, dang, they went all out. Yeah, <laughs> you see what we got now. <laughs> yeah, we got a pocket room. I think, oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> the, uh, oh, that's a cool TIE fighter. Yeah, the Lego TIE fighter. The, um, uh, I think when we left on Friday morning, we were on version 8.7 of no, what was going to happen. Of the plan. The plan, <laughs> yeah. Because I rented a room. I Actually, I reserved a room. Then I canceled it because you guys thought, oh, we're going to blow our budget if I get a room. Which would have been like three times this place, but whatever. I'm not. I'm not so sure about it, but who knows? Next uh, time, whatever. Next time we'll know. We'll take the other one. Yeah, because uh, it's bigger. Whatever. Well, it's more money, so you know. Yeah. And we're still having fun. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is up close and personal. <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets naked. There's no <laughs> except me. Actually, everybody <laughs> gets some. <laughs> well, no you got some uh, the last night. No, you got some. Yeah, with the AC. That yeah. I was frisky with the AC. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I basically went unplugged with the radio. <laughs> Continue the story. The so I. Uh, you picked me up. It was raining like hell. <laughs> <laughs> so we started out. Yeah, we start out like on a crappy morning because it's raining cats and dogs, with no hair. <laughs> and so uh, Mr. Bigglesworth is coming out of the sky. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> But uh, then we go, okay, let's go pick up Sebastien. All right, we'll go pick up Sebastien. Sebastien says, okay, I gotta go to the Panara. We waste a half an hour there. And then <laughs> yeah, because, so for you, for you guys to know, it's because uh, I, work, I work at a convenience store, and I had to open the RAM, which is basically the big, thing, the big box that includes the money all in it and everything. And uh, when I did that, I'm not, I wasn't supposed to do it because I'm not supposed to know code or anything. But it was an emergency situation. Uh, one of our employees was actually at the hospital with the boss. So I had to explain to the boss, like, okay, I got the code from the other manager, and I opened the thing, and everything's cool, okay? <laughs> so long story short, we wasted half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, got a and got a box full of balls. Which still sucks. <laughs> 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 But whatever. That's my honest... The opinions of the uh, interveners in this thing do not necessarily They reflect play. the opinions of the station and or the producers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, then we hit the road. We, uh, we had a lot of fun on the way down. It, uh, well, basically, it's a 401, so we had as much fun as anybody can have on the 401, <laughs> you know. Uh, a few rest areas along the highway, which was pretty cool, and uh, some uh, printed pants, were, were, which were kind of funny, but if we ever get the video for that, it'll be self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, won't I'm go into the details of that one. I'm sure we will get the video for that. <laughs> Brian has some, Eventually some we have editing to. to do. Oh, yes. What the heck? It's a mini mug! It's my SpongeBob SquarePants Gary's. Gary's <laughs> mug. This is basically. I this second is ba that. 
This is basically um, this is basically Bob's mug. Bob's our mascot, by the way, for those of you who don't realize it. So show him Bob's new pet. Oh. And I'll show Bob's new pet later, but we're gonna go on with the, the story, so the travel story. What is the story anyway? What do you want me to go with it? I don't know. He was the one who told. He's the no, producer. He's like he's the one in slides. Like I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So we hit the four hundred one, and uh, we're driving along, and then this is what's the funny part. Like we drive, and it's a really nice day. Not too much sun. So, so we're not suffering from the heat when I yeah. glared and everything. We get to Toronto. And it's as if the rain had gone the other way instead of eastward bound. It's as if it had gone westward bound. So when we got to Toronto, we had actually caught up with the rain that was in Montreal when we left. Yeah. And, I mean, I had the wipers on full and I couldn't see squat. <laughs> I, couldn't e I, I couldn't even see the wipers. And the thing is, <laughs> once we realize, once we get out, once the rain stops, we start looking at... Uh, the Science. signs on the 401 and we realized that we've overshot the city of Toronto pretty <laughs> much by a mile no, <laughs> <laughs> no guys that, that, let, let's, be, let's be honest here it's like we were totally in the middle of, of Toronto west and I realized that because I've been there oh, before oh you realized that yes I've been there before for T-Track because it's right I think Brian was the first guy to say do we have a map <laughs> <laughs> and I was the first guy to say okay take out at, at Illington Avenue yeah. and I was right Islington, thank Islington? you. Islington? Islington. Isn't it like Islington? No, it's Islington. Islington, I live on that. Trust the guy I who live lives right, right next to the street. <laughs> Is it Islington or Islington? Islington. Islington. Whatever. I live a block off the street. Phonetics, man. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right next to a beer store. Yeah. <laughs> Two blocks. Beer store? Yeah, that's where you buy your booze. Yes. The beer store. Really? Okay. Well, all we have is like pretty much any store on the corner. <laughs> you do not have yeah. a store, you have a Depenier. Yeah. Then, anyway. we, then we dropped off, uh, we find our way to... Uh, well, actually, well, yeah, I know, and now I see where you want to go. Okay. Now I just realize where you want to go. So we finally uh, get into downtown Toronto, and then we drop off Brian and Nick so they can go off and uh, set up where they're going to sleep and everything because they're not sleeping in the same hotel room as uh, we are because it's as big as the SpongeBob's teacup, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which basically is the size of my thumb. So. Yeah. So the uh, we get to the uh, we get on the street where we know our hotel is and we go that's our street but it's a one way street so I'm saying okay let's go around the block. I, the minute we're beyond the traffic light, which is pretty much the point of no return at this point, and we're beyond we, the I mean, all hell breaks loose. It felt like 911 all of a sudden. We've got, like, ambulances, fire trucks, hazmat teams dropping in. I mean, all we were missing was a SWAT, man. It was like the thing opening up and hut, 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 hut. That's <laughs> all we were missing. <laughs> and we actually learned that they were at the convention. The SWAT was at a convention later that day, but we'll be back on that later. The who, the what, the where? The SWAT went to the convention afterward. But oh, yeah. that's the guy we thought had a cool costume on, right? Yeah. It was actually the SWAT team. Wow, so cool! We're going <laughs> to tell the story later. We'll tell the story later. <laughs> and I'd like to emphasize, as yes. usual, I had nothing to do with it. There okay. you go. Okay. <laughs> go so on. anyway, like, we are the only ones left on the street who are taking flak and... I'm like trying to maneuver myself out of this position and the cop walks up to me and you know how police officers always have the talent, inherent talent of pointing out the obvious. 
which is like, you're going to have to back out of here and go the other way because it's blocked off that way. Yeah, yeah. I kind of figure that with the hazmat team, the ambulances, and the fire trucks. <laughs> and we're stuck behind the electric car who couldn't go. To yeah, the, the, tramway the tramway was tramway like tramway parked there, and the tramway is just going honk, 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 honk. <laughs> it's like, you got, we got the point, man. <laughs> There's no way out. Yeah. Anyway, so we finally get to the hotel room and stuff, and what's the... Oh, yeah, that I'm sitting... You guys go up, and I get your stuff registered. You guys come down, and you go, ish. And I go, ish? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, man, the hotel room is so ish. <laughs> and I go, ish? <laughs> and I go, ish. Ooh. Oh, by the way, folks, word to the wise. When you get into a hotel room, three rules throw out any consumables that there are still in the hotel room unless you have a minibar just don't touch the minibar <laughs> <laughs> don't throw out anything from the minibar second uh, don't turn on an ultraviolet light in the room you'd be afraid <laughs> love oh, stay yeah. baby love for stay. those for those of you who watch CSI you know what I'm talking about <laughs> third Unplug the freaking alarm radio if you're oh gonna not wake yeah. up at six o'clock in the morning, because <laughs> you don't know what the last guy in the room programmed on it. <laughs> that, or what the last friend that you think you have will be there. Ooh, hidden cameras in bathrooms? Never thought of that one. Oh, oh, it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens. Webcams, uh, wireless webcams, or oh, what? That's it. I'm wireless getting, I'm getting naked in the we- in the in the bathroom later, and I'm walking on my hands. Okay, <laughs> mental uh-huh. note. Do oh a search no. on the web now. Wookie <laughs> <laughs> Mart. No, just pleather. <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much it, because after that, you know, well, last night I pretty much covered all the freakiness that we had, and today was pretty much a repeat of yesterday. Uh, aside from the fact that I just came from the masquerade, and by the way, you guys didn't see what was going on backstage. It was insane. Yes. So many... Like, were they practicing? Well, actu- actually, actually, you know what? We'll be coming back to the masquerade later, and you can tell the stories of the behind the scenes of the masquerade. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Don't get too drunk. You have to remember those things. Okay. Okay. Next? Moving on. People at the con treating the guests. I'll I'll do the. Actually, weren't we going to go into what happened last night at the convention hall while we were at? The oh right, the SWAT team. Intimate yes, and interactive. Well, and the SWAT team? Oh, okay, go. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, while we're downstairs... Well, while we're downstairs in a room doing the interactive panel with... Uh, Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew. Upstairs, two people were fighting over the last of one type of sword at a booth. Okay. And... Oh, they both paid for it. They both paid something. for it, but there was only one. Okay. Two guys and one sword. So they go and they start a sword fight. With they sword s- yeah, they on s- the table? They grab swords off the table and start a sword fight. Now, oh yeah. to top this off, the cops had already been there scoping at the booth and were going to shut it down for selling illegal weapons in Canada. <laughs> okay. Apparently they've been importing butterfly knives, iron knuckles, well, brass knuckles, nunchakas, which are all illegal in Canada. So, that's what we missed. Okay. I think I should have been upstairs during that. That would have been nice to see. Yeah, that's it. 
and we actually walked through the hallway and I was like, hey, that guy has a really cool police costume. It was actually like the, the SWAT commander <laughs> going <laughs> back, <laughs> reviewing the, okay, this went good, 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 wrong. We got the last one guy. It's like pool of blood on the second floor. Mob guy. Man down, man down. Your mic. <laughs> yeah, we hear you in the background. And, uh, yeah, of course, and... Then we have uh, now we're going to move on to the people at the con treating other way people treat the guests because yeah we're going to talk we're going to talk about the people you know why because some of the people people are just worse just do it wow sorry yeah. I really like messed up the webcam really bad three hundred pounds <laughs> no no it's okay it's okay it's okay, it's okay. and uh, <laughs> just sit down let me deal with it and. Uh, yeah, 300 pounds of moon. That was that was really sad. But basically, I want to talk about little mi- little mishaps that happened to uh, what's his name, A- Aaron Eisenberg. He's the guy who played. Uh, he was the guy who uh, played on Nog. Nog on Deep Space Nine, and uh, it was actually something very interesting because he broke his foot, and he actually is uh, moving in a wheelchair nowadays. And in his hotel, he was about to go for the elevator. And that was not full. That was not full. It was about like four people in there. And some one of the guy, who was from New York apparently, looked at him and said, Sorry, we're full. And he closed the door. And the people in the elevator start laughing. This is not the right way to treat someone, A, in a wheelchair. Even if you don't know the guy, you know. Have some... Respect. 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 Rule and one. <laughs> and if, if, if he's a guest, you mean, yeah. Well, even... It's not in it's even if he's not in a wheelchair, you shouldn't be treating anybody like that. It doesn't matter who it is. There you go. It's it's really impolite. It was really stupid of those that of those guys, which were apparently here for the Yankees match. I think the Yankee was playing against the Blue Jays. I think so. I'm not so. sure. There was a lot of Yankee shirts around. Yeah. So, so there you go. It was uh, it's it's something that promises to be like weirdly interesting. <laughs> That's Becky. No, no, no. It was uh, Dan. It was breathing down the microphone, and um, it's it, it was really it's the convention itself treating the guest in a really weird way. I go up to Peter Mayu and his mm-hmm. wife. I talk to his wife about having supper with a little group, a little group of us tonight, and of course they had, they had agreed to that. So I just like checked out with the logistics and everything and we'd like to take the uh, Canyon Creek restaurant on uh, Front Street here in Toronto because they actually gave us a menu and we'll be showing it to the webcam uh, in a few minutes and it was really really uh, generous of them because that actually permitted us to order to have Peter and Angie order food from the convention before like from the convention so that I could go from the convention to the restaurant and have the food ordered so when they got there the food was served and we had a lovely meal even if it wasn't like 45 minutes or something like that. It was it was a short meet, but it was really interesting. And it fun. didn't seem short though. No, it was. It seemed like about two hours. They even yeah. gave us a boardroom, which yeah. was really nice. It was so lots of fun as well. We had this little private room, and we smuggled like bottle of wines. No, <laughs> 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 they were they were like really huge bottle of wines. So Peter oh, has very big hands. Yeah, you check the price. The price of the uh, the bottle. The no, the, 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 there was no price on it. Okay. That's the thing. You never put a price. There, there on was the a price on the wine list. It was yes. like eight dollars a glass or something. Like eight dollars a glass. So it's like you can you can aim at one hundred and twenty dollars for a bottle. 
at that big, yeah. which is about uh, 15 liters to yeah, 15 liters. And um, the uh, the thing that that really like disappointed us is when I went to actually give them the menu, there were some people at the convention grounding coffee behind them, and she just. Peter's wife could smell, you know, the coffee. You know, we want a coffee, but they, they, they can't just, like, they can't make Leave coffee. Me. So I'm like, I've got the stupid idea of going, hey, I'm going to go buy you coffee. So I go out with Becky here, with Kita, and we end up at Second Cup. Call Kita's boyfriend. I, I tell him, uh, go to uh, Peter and uh, Angie's booth and give your phone to Angie. Okay. <laughs> and he, I sure was like, what the hell is he doing this for? <laughs> And I basically talk to Peter's wife, and I'm, 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 I go, okay, so what kind of coffee do you like? And she's, you're buying us coffee? Oh, that is so sweet. I'm like, would you like something to, to, to munch on with that? Oh, yeah, we would appreciate that very much because we didn't have anything for lunch. Like, what? We didn't get any lunch? So we ended up buying them a really nice uh, little lunch, which Bandwich, was... Sandwich, cookies. That's it. What? Give me... Uh, the we even got lunch at Concept when we were drafted into volunteering all day. Okay. So that's pretty bad. Yeah, so gone. there you go. It's like SFX is, uh, is uh, over, like, what, 3,000 fans? Easily? Easily 3,000 yeah. fans. It was really I fun was, uh, chatting with Angie tonight about, or today, actually, about the people at the con. Yeah. And how really good a lot of people are, especially Sebastian Thank and you, us. And the 501st. And the 501st. And how really good the 501st has always been. And, you know, they'll they'll go for coffee. They'll do anything. Yeah. Make but it's surprising that the con don't have volunteers for, th- th- that's for that. The very impressive thing is that we were at the second cup. We bought all those things. Uh, we bring them back to the convention. Uh, it's a good thing that we actually have press access because it would have taken us like 45 minutes to go back there. The culottes would actually would actually have like melted by then. And we got upstairs, and there's the guy who plays the crypt keeper. What's his name? Uh, oh. And yeah, we got a gu- we we got the guy who plays uh, the crypt keeper, and um, he s- he's about ready to cry. <laughs> he, he, he sees us coming out with a like. Oh, is there anything for me in there? <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow we're debating on bringing him a coffee. Yeah, we're probably going to bring him a coffee. John Kasser, that's here. That's it. The funny thing is it got so packed in there that I was behind Sebastian trying to deliver the food. I and I couldn't pass through. I and she, su- she suddenly, like, jumps in front of me and goes, Sorry, coming through. And she goes, like, right through people. I'm like, whoa, that's it. I'm putting, like, a little red light on her head and I'm putting sirens to her back or something and she's going to be going through those I conventions. I love being 120 pounds 411 having a loud voice in a waitress experience. That's right, lady. I never spilled the drop. And of course, you know, it's, it's very strange that a, a convention as big as, as SFX doesn't have actual people taking care, taking good care of the guests. Like, you know, give, bring them food and everything. That was another topic that me and Angie talked about, that the, the actual volunteers at SFX didn't do much. Yeah. You Other cons, they have. Like, was it you got real runners and everything. And you go first. She actually told me a story while at dinner that um, they needed something to drink badly. 
So they went up to just at see people walking no, by. No, wait, that was at the Star Wars celebration. Oh, sorry, the Star Wars one. And yeah. they asked people to grab them drinks. It took them two hours to bring them drinks, and they did it. Missed the panel they were going to go to just so they could bring them a drink. That's it. Um, one thought on this is this con actually also is for profit. Yeah. So it's a case of even if they don't have volunteers, they do have employees. Yeah. And they should have extra employees on standby to call in if they need them. And, like, they should not be so easily unprepared. Mm. They are doing this for profit, after all. And customer service is a priority. Yeah. It was... It's, it's, it's kind of a disappointment from, for, from the convention, but I guess, you know, when you're facing people who are actually doing this for profit instead of for fun, is the kind of things you actually but there, have But there was more people than expected... I think so. I think they, they got to be used by of it to to it by now. Yeah. It's yeah. sure they got about like what maybe a hundred to two hundred people coming from Montreal. They've and got five years experience doing this. That's it. And yeah, they've been doing this for like four or five years. SFX is the ninth. Uh, it's ninth, but I mean fifth year where they've done SFX, and Anime, and okay, all those conventions all, all together. Together. Okay. And yeah. when you think about that, that's five years' experience, and they should they be sh able to con to compensate. Yeah, and they shut down the Montreal ones. So they should have expected some increased traffic coming in from Montreal for the convention. Yeah. And they did have advance warning. Two, two hotels they arranged for discounts at booked out, and they arranged for third last minute. They should have known to expect these these numbers. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of disappointing, but I guess you know. It's something that just happens. Sorry about that. I'm just going to try to fix the webcam because it's it's really fun playing with that webcam. Um, now we're going to, like, we're going to abort a really touchy subject. Paying for signatures oh, of that stars. was Nick. Uh, Nick, DVDs at cons, you want to talk about that? Actually, it's after that. No, DVDs are at guns. Uh, it's paying for signature first. What? It's, it's okay, autographs. Okay, okay, autographs first. Okay. first. So, you we, have the here? we have the major autograph expert called uh, Duker D right here. I'm actually going to tell him, you know, take the microphone, put it over your ear. Like, no, here, give it to me. Just come on. Here. There you go. All right. If you talk like this, go ahead. Okay. Perfect. Is that better? Yeah, yeah that's a lot better. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so how exactly do you want to touch the subject? Paying okay. for autographs? Paying for autographs, you know. A lot of people are not expecting when they go to their first convention to actually pay for autographs. The first mm. convention I did, I was 19 years old. I'm like, woohoo, it's this mega Star Wars con I'm going to. I'm going, yeah. I buy all those action figures. I got my little book. I'm going to have 20 things signed by those people. And uh, there's like five, st five Star Wars only guests. And here I come with my big black uh, suitcase. I open it up. I'm like, okay, sign this and this. Forty bucks. What? Forty dollars. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, it's forty dollars for the two autographs. Okay. Uh, here's the book. Just sign the book. Twenty dollars. Okay. So basically, I didn't eat anything on the first day. And after the, after the, 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 the first, I'm like, and think I'm gonna call a friend and I'm gonna borrow some money <laughs> <laughs> which I did I got 
No, it's not. It wasn't you, actually. I got. That wasn't. You. What? Oh yeah. Get him a mic if he's. No, talking. but it's. It would have been uh, okay. I would have like gotten it from. You're talking to well, yourself. Yeah, that's it. I'm talking to myself. Um, I yeah. got lucky with my first con. I went to Toronto Trek, and at the time they w contracted all their guests to do one free autograph per person. So it was a ma matter of just pointing at my program guide, giving them to all sign my program guide. So that worked out for me, and then when it, that got me interested in SFX, and when it came to SFX, I learned quickly that they charge for autographs. And depending upon the star is how much you're going to pay. Uh, yeah. I find some of the prices are reasonable. When I first started, on average you were paying 15 to 20, which is reasonable because this is where you get one 8x10, so about $15, $10 for the an 8x10 normally, and $5. They go through a lot of those markers, the metallic ones yeah. and regular ones. So that's paying for them. They're maybe getting 250 in the end or something mm -hmm. when it, if you paid it that way. But one year at SFX, I think it was about two years ago, the average price for an autograph was 30 to $35. Oh, ouch. And I was just, oh, <laughs> it was outrageous. I was just really pissed off about that. I collected what autographs I really aimed to, but it just seriously pissed me off and almost discouraged me from continuing autograph collecting. Fortunate for me, the next year when I went, sure enough, it dropped down to the 20 to $25 range. And that's where it seems to be staying on average. I know some people like Mercedes McNabb today were charging $35 just for an autograph. Without pictures? Will Without they picture. Will they, will, they, will they sign on any part of your body? <laughs> if you pay 35 bucks, they will. Actually, at my first con, I got all my autographs free because I let them pick body parts. I had signatures across my chest because I was wearing a tube top and down my back. And What's really cool fun. is that you actually have to press the acetate er, like on your chest. To transfer the <laughs> to transfer the autographs. Well, from what I find, a lot of them are pretty reasonable with their prices. So, like Sierra Lofton, uh, Aaron, also, as well as Anthony Montgomery, were all charging twenty dollars for just an autograph. Mm -hmm. But twenty-five if you went and got the eight by ten. So they're sort of encouraging you to go the extra length to get the eight by ten. And that is a good way to go because you are actually buying from them. You're showing a bit of support for the mm -hmm. actors. Sometimes these people get typecast. They don't really go anywhere after. Like Peter Mayhew is a good example. Mm -hmm. Do you know that some stars will not um, uh, autograph body parts anymore? Because uh, some of them have seen them, the autograph turn into a tattoo and it freaks them out. Oh. And they won't do it. I wouldn't sign a body part. Well, none whatsoever. I w like if I was a star and I did that, it would be all right. But if I saw it as a tattoo, like my, you know, suddenly my autograph became a tattoo where I autograph, I think that would freak me out. Would it? Would good reason? Luker, did you su get some free autograph? Uh, yeah, I've gotten free autographs. Like a lot of them, actually, a lot of the actors I've encountered have. If you bring your own item. Well, sign free. Some are somewhat reasonable, like Kenny Baker when he was at SFX. If you bought your own item, it was five dollars. Okay. Um, actually, my girlfriend just mentioned one thing. Uh, Christopher Judge was at Toronto Trek this year. He was doing free autographs. He didn't bring any FI tens or anything, and 
we got him to sign a spoon on Monday morning when he's checking out of the hotel. We pretty much were riding the elevator down after doing the last check of the hotel room with him and Christopher Webb, one of the concom. And Christopher Webb asked about the spoon because we went around getting the most important people at Toronto Check to sign the spoon. <laughs> the concom. I, I wondered how long it was going to take for oh. someone to mention the spoon tonight. <laughs> well, we, we got pretty much half Not the concom to sign a stolen spoon from Swish LA. No, 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 no. A, a long time borrowed spoon. Okay, and. That has been given to us uh, and since then. And we donated that into the charity auction, which got $25. Cool. And we had another spoon, which everyone at the dinner signed. And we got Christopher Judge to sign that on Monday. And this is after telling Christopher Webb... Sorry, we got Christopher Judge to sign it. After telling Christopher Webb the story right in front of him, they both were breaking out. And pretty much went outside just after telling the story. And I'm like, we should get Christopher Judge to sign the spoon. It's right there. Cool. Let's ask him. And the funny thing is, he gives less hassle than some of the concom. We had concom running from us as if they were celebrities running from paparazzi. Mm-hmm. You know, Christopher Judge is like, you want me to sign this spoon? <laughs> okay. Well, okay, of course, going to see them being like five to six people, all going, hail the spoon, love the spoon. Hail. Well, we pretty much did that to Christopher Judge. There were six of us there. Yeah, true. But still, it's, you know, <laughs> it's kind of thing. And I would like to mention, some of those spoons did end up down my top. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I love my job. <laughs> and, of course, um, the, uh, that's it. It's, it's, it's not everyone who actually does charge for an autograph. Those who do charge with the regular autograph rate, which is somewhere between 15 and $35. Actually, it's about 20 to 25 right now. Yeah, but let's go like 15 to 35 because we have people like Mercedes McNabb and uh, um, we've well got other folks. More of the $35 are more like the TNG actors. They've been around for a while. They've done a lot of cons. They're sort of getting towards getting out of it. Uh, James Duhon, for instance, I think his was about $35 when wow. he was here. I wanted his autograph not just because of his role as Scotty, but more because I had found out he was a World War II vet for Canada. Okay. And... Well, he just retired from autograph signing this year. Oh. Just recently, within the past month, I think. So it's a case of, like, a lot of these people have been on the whole track circuit, and this is a way of them making some income. Okay. And um, some of them just don't want to do it anymore. And also some of them actually are doing this for, for charity, charity reasons. Yeah, as I was just going to uh, say, some do donate. Uh, Chase Masterson is one. She actually donates all of her proceeds from autographs towards a, com- a charity which sees for housing for family in Al- Los Angeles. Um, another one is the guy who played Mercado. All proceeds from his autograph sales go to the American Diabetes Association, if I recall cool. correctly. So there are some out there who do that. Like Chase Matson, I paid an extra twenty dollars for her, her autograph with Robert Picardo's autograph on Nate by Ten because. The extra money did go for charity. And Actually, that is yeah. always something good to consider. Yeah, on the writer's side, uh, Peter David uh, will often go to the booth for the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund at various cons, and he will uh, sign autographs for a donation to the fund, and it's uh, one, one of his, his uh, personal favorite yeah. charities. But most writers do it for free, right? Um, 
by most, not all. A okay. lot of the comic book artists and yeah. voice actors will. Um, actually, this made me think of Liam Neeson. If I recall, he's made some commentaries about how if you were to sell autographs, all the posters would go for charity because there's no point in him putting autographs out there to be sold unless their initial sale is paying charity. Mm-hmm. But did those guys don't go to uh, cons anyway. Yeah. Well, so. Ray That's Park tried to cancel this convention yeah. in its first year as one giant convention because his he changed his agent and his new agent said, going to cons is bad for your career. <laughs> I think it was three years later and he didn't have to do one con for the company but two cons. What actually happened with um, what actually happened with Ray Park is that Lucasfilm told him to stop doing conventions because he was doing so many conventions, and uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good for the image of Ray Park per se, like between brackets, because like uh, all of the other Star Wars uh, actors don't do that many uh, Star Wars cons. So Lucasfilms were the one behind the uh, the okay. not showing up. Of Ray Park here at SFX from my knowledge, two or three years ago. From my knowledge, it was actually his agent from the newspaper articles I read. And we are back on Star Wars Under XR again for the uh, little uh, mishaps there. We have, uh, you know, it happens and uh, we fix it and we come back. Thank you for waiting for us. Oh, cool. I just realized where I had put my Half-Life CD. <laughs> you know, things happen. I'm actually going through my stuff as I'm talking to you because I'd like to install new software on my laptop so we can have a fairly good and decent uh, webcam running so people can see clearly what's happening in the room right now. <laughs> and then he's giving me the finger right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, it's things that happens. And, uh, you know, we're, we're on a budget. the focus. No, it's like it's crappy, but no, 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 no. It, it's it's still a fairly good ca- webcam, but it's for like closer shots, yeah. and mine's better with longer outer shots. And the thing is, Star Wars Sound Direct is on tomorrow. a budget. Star Wars Sound Direct is on a budget, and we don't have like the money to buy really cool webcams like StarWars.com does. So <laughs> we gotta go with what we have, and uh, that's it. So uh, on this note. We were talking about autographs, and uh, Declan was telling us about... Do you remember what you were telling yes, us about? Uh, the Ray Park incident. Yes. He decided to just cancel the con out of the blue, and the only way I've managed to... I've noticed people manage to get out of their contracted showing is if professional commitment comes up. If they get a job acting, they go do that job and skip the con. Yeah, that or sickness, yeah. and that is very respectable because that is their primary their job, career. acting. Yeah. That's their career, and sickness, well, even that doesn't hinder them sometimes. We did see Aaron Eisenberg out here on a broken foot. Yeah. Um, travel delays don't really do it. It's they end up here They do end up time. here, they just come late. Like, I recall when I saw Jonathan Frakes, he actually came from Patrick Stewart's wedding the night before. <laughs> His plane arrived three hours late. First I saw him was him walking in from the hotel portion into the convention center in a Hawaiian shirt and beige cat shorts. Oh. And he's, and he's like totally laid back. Like, it is 
not what you'd expect. You know, how he normally looks clean. Here he, sudden, here he suddenly seems like pretty much the guy who never leaves his computer, almost. <laughs> <laughs> and at, when he got on stage... Hello, I'm a nerd. He, he go, when he gets on stage and he starts Q&A, somebody asked him about when he was doing Gargoyles, and he's like, you know what? I have to say, I honestly like voice acting jobs a lot better than acting jobs. For one, I can show up at work just like this, and nobody can say a single thing or do anything about it, because no one's going to see me. Yeah. True, I get lots of odd looks, but it's true. Yeah, cool. Oh, it was awesome. Good later, Um, You know, though... Do your own job. I'm doing my job. The woman who played Callisto on Xena, she showed up in a mini jean skirt and a jean bikini top. And the one phrase she said pretty much every three sentences was, Canadians are so kind! And and at one point, the joke came out about her marrying Canadians. It's like, I can't marry Canadians. One thing, Americans are psycho, Canadians are so kind, how the hell would the child turn out? I think the answer is pretty obvious. A psychopath with manners. Excuse <laughs> me while I shoot you now. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to rob your bank. I'm really sorry, but we're gonna have to nuke your nation. It's just causing too many problems. Hello, my name is George. I'll be your mugger tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just, just before we continue, I just would like to point out to my producer that there is no sound going through our feed. Yes. Well, actually, not... Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, but I welcome back to Star Wars Android, the voice of Star Wars Phantom. It's recorded. It's recorded? Yeah. Okay. So, you guys just, mit- just missed, like, the end of what Duker said, but it's recorded, so we'll be able to talk about it later. And you'll be able to hear it, actually, on the actual re-edit of the show. And um, where could we go from now on? Let me see. Actually... If I may chime in. Oh, of course. Uh, chime, my friend, chime. Darn, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. I am sorry about that. So I'll chime out. Autograph? The train of thought has derailed. Oh, no. No, actually, you know what? If you're gonna, if you're gonna, like, uh, today I had a pretty nifty uh, experience as far as dressing up at a convention. You know, yesterday we brought up the idea of dressing up and having fun. If you're gonna dress up at a convention, the idea is to uh, just put it in a like put it to the point where you are having fun, and make sure you're comfortable. Because if you're not comfortable, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to like go long. You know, if you have or to like do what you can go long, you're just gonna have a hard time doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. I almost well, it's all out. about what I almost passed out. I did. But it's from lack of sleep. No, but <laughs> the funny thing is, I got better photograph action. I got five, two, one. That's it. That's it. It's five, two, one is the basic rule for the basic rule for uh, Star Wars conventions. Uh, basically, it's vi- something as simple as um, five hours of sleep every day. Two meals a day at least, and one bath a day. We'll go one bath per shower. We'll be most people get one bath per con. Yeah, I, actually, no, you know what? You know what I'd call it? Don't want to sit next to those people. I would call it one cleansing a day. 
It could yes. be mental cleansing. It could be physical <laughs> gland <laughs> cleansing. It could be whatever kind of cleansing you can figure out. <laughs> as long as you're cleansing something. <laughs> we just we just don't want people to actually like smell bad. Well. <laughs> uh, if I might add, I was in like a room with, oh, I don't know, close to 100 people that were all dressed up and everything, and we never once did we have a bad smell Is in that the room. room. So either the next generation just doesn't smell bad, or. Oh, by the way. A nice anecdote. What? Wait, 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 wait. I've been warned to never be in a room with a group of stormtroopers who are getting out of their uniforms after a long day. Oh, okay. I actually was today, and it was kind of rankled. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, well, we were all getting out of our, out of our outfits today, and it was kind of strange. Well, it has to come from somewhere. <laughs> well, me and uh, the 501st members were walking around the con for a few hours, and then we all went back and got out of our costumes. And uh, it was kind of strange, kind of <laughs> smelly, but it w- you know it was a fun time we had. You know. For a person that's just joining the Five O First, they treated me really well. Cool. To quote the Nurukai, I smell man flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Stormtrooper flesh is kind of close. Oh, it's just like. Oh, nice. It's carbon copy flesh. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, you were in the back room with the Master Ape. Yeah. I guess we'll slip on that subject now. Because yeah, because I'm the only one left in the room. <gasps> yeah, it's uh, the guy who was going to be talking about DVDs and stuff. He's gone. <laughs> they went Ooh. drinking? I guess so. <laughs> okay, uh, first of all, okay, well, there was one bad part to the Masquerade this year is that it was saturated with one of the four themes at the uh, Canadian National Expo. Let me guess. Anime. You have four themes at the Canadian National Expo. You have the science fiction aspect, you have the horror aspect, and you also have, uh, well, that's two. You have the the anime anime aspect, aspect, and you have the comic book aspect. The horror. There was the horror. There was a little bit of gaming this year. In the yeah, I noticed. Uh, yeah, but it's really like it's really small. Really, it's really closet small case yeah. stuff. Really, like two guys in a corner playing a game of uh, what is it? Hero clicks. To anybody who knows what that is, it's actually a cool game. As far as clicks goes, it's, it's little a cool figures game. and yeah. You, just you basically put your your Wolverine again up against like the other guy Superman, and you see who's the best. Whatever. It's a really cool mechanic as far as those kinds of games go. Uh, the uh, but uh, yeah, so this year was pretty much saturated with anime stuff, which isn't really bad since there was a lot of creativity in and around the presentation. The presentation. A lot of people like went to a lot of trouble, and most like the average age of the participants, I would say, was easily 16. Oh yeah. Around in and around 16 years as average, 
there was a few people like me who were like upping the average, but that's about it. Well, I, I think me and Scotty were the only ones who were like pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, there was there was about five customers that were weren't anime or five or six. There were more, more? but uh, I you had. Oh yeah, five you comic games, but yeah. You had five comic books. Uh, you had five comic book costumes, which were namely uh, Spawn, Wolverine, which was me. There was uh, Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, which I was, I, he was, I was really, really happy to see, and, and I had a really cool costume. effect yeah. because that was that fell into the no budget category, and it was like really insane because I just I spent around. $300 of material on my costume and eight weekends of hard work on it. So when you add up like the professional value of it all, I guess it comes out to about a, a grand okay. overall. Um, hers, I estimate at 300 bucks overall. Okay. Makeup and everything. Makeup and everything. And her effect was probably better than mine. Because she had like a setup and everything, and it was magnificent. Imagine, imagine, night. You know, uh, those of you who know who Nightcrawler is, she had a really cool, simple effect for disappearing on stage. And just those of you who were there, it just it worked cool. really, really great. It was symbolic. Uh, as far as the effects goes, because it's we don't have any big ass technology uh, involved here, but it's <laughs> it's I can I, the best way to compare it is to say remember those old the old Batman uh, television Kapow series Kapow and Blam and Paf and stuff like that. Well, we all know the sound that's associated with Nightcrawler, and it's Bamf. Well, imagine. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct Voice of Star Wars Fandom. Sorry about the technical difficulties we're encountering tonight. It's it's very odd because it went like a charm last night. And yet Karma? What's happening? What's happening? Sebastian? Yes? I have a question. Yes? Do I need to censor myself or not? No, no you don't. <sighs> you can't say fuck on the air. No problem. You should see the smile on this guy's face right now. You're going to regret that answer. Is the webcam working? Not yet. Oh, sure you're lucky. You <laughs> <laughs> sure you want to let the genie out of the bottle? Yes, I'm sure. Actually, another thing. Stroke table. this. <laughs> oh, ouch. That's uh, an insider, folks. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We just like received uh, a very nice T-shirt from uh, Feral Creek uh, Ultimate Custom Kayaks, which are very interesting. Fuck. <laughs> well, okay, fuck we you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck university. Fuck university. That, that says a lot, doesn't it? War in. No, you got the Bokan guy. We don't care about that. Uh, but Wookie was talking about. Um, I was. Yes, you were. Before you went into your pan galactic gargle blaster fun. <laughs> Again, you. <laughs> you were actually. Hey, Discussing Good luck <laughs> Here <laughs> You were discussing uh, The masquerade And yeah. how the uh, The effect for Nightcrawler Was really well done Into uh, Yeah it was really Really fun And uh, that's That's another thing uh, I guess my point is To uh, I'm 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 sending a call out To all those people out there Who feel like 
they they're putting themselves down because oh I'm not good enough to do stuff like they're doing on the uh, at the conventions. Uh, any of you who've done searches, if you want to have fun looking at uh, what's happening in conventions, just look up the different types of conventions and make a Google search. You make a Google search and you hit the images button. Like if you go uh, like uh, go Canadian National Expo and you that's all you put in in the search uh, parameters for Google and you hit the images button then you'll get a, a C-A-N C-N animate yeah you know well uh, the idea is to have the f right keywords and if you want a specific year then you just type in the year for that uh, for the one you want like if you do a Canadian National Expo 2004 uh, in the next week or more, you'll probably start getting results uh, about what happened here this week because uh, a lot of people keep telling me like they've taken a lot of pictures of me and it's going to be on this website and it's going to be on that website and everything. So it's like if you want to see what's happening, just go on those, make a general search and you'll find a lot of images. And it's really fun that way. You'll find all sorts of stuff. You'll find insane quality costumes, but you'll also find very simple, low-budget staple gun costumes, which really work. I mean, it's all about using your imagination and having fun with it. What's well, the same with my Doctor Evil costume? There you go. You know, all together, it cost me under twenty dollars to put this. The That's like a good budget for a costume. And yeah, it is. It's and like really it not that expensive. The first Toronto trek that I wore it to, people were amazed that I wore it. Really? Because they weren't used to somebody taking out stepping outside of the science fiction community. Mm. And one person said, well, Dr. Evil is kind of science fiction oriented in a way. But um, it was fun and everybody loved it. Every time I turned around, there was a camera in my face. And it was great. So you enjoyed yourself very much. Oh, of course. And tomorrow... I'm actually wearing the Dr. Evil costume at uh, SFX, and there's a, a gentleman that's going to be wearing Austin Powers. Okay. And another person that may show up. He's not confirmed yet. Um, no more nose hair. <laughs> Wookie Mo just mixed, like, too many kind of drinks together. <laughs> wow. Folks. You know, you know, any anybody... Over uh, anybody who knows about alchemy, <laughs> we just made up something new, folks. <laughs> wow! I'm sure if you dip copper in here, it'll turn to gold. <laughs> oh, we have an energy drink. We have sake, and we have um, vodka. Uh, was it vodka? It's just like. Oh, there's no vodka in that one. See you on the flip side, folks. Martin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, continue uh, with what's what's what was happening in the back in the back room of the the of look the masquerade. on his face is priceless. Oh, that's folks. He's, he's gone. He's guys. frozen. He's totally frozen. He's, he's gone. not even moving his hands. There's nothing left to do with this. Oh, he's stopped. Oh, there he goes. Okay. Smooth. <laughs> 
Okay, it's like Hungarian okay. pussy, folks. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> Hungarian pussy? Uchi mama. And I know what I'm talking about. Uchi mama. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. Your your Trulies host is actually going to take a smell out of this... Uh, a smell out of what? Out of this... Be lunch, specific. Lushai drink. Uh, okay. Which has been made up by our friend Dukadak. Because we don't uh, have any hang- true-to-life Hungarians in here. Drink, that's all yeah. Just so everybody knows. And I'll be actually taking a sip of it afterward because I want to be sick tomorrow morning. See you on the flip side, real. Okay, for real. people who oh, that's don't... All? Well, that's all you have for me? For people who don't know this, sake is 14.5% alcohol, and the bottle is like the size of my hand and then a, a little. Score! So what was happening in the background... Oh, uh, in the oh well, basically the were they practicing? Uh, it was so funny because well, okay, we've established the fact that this year the the uh, overall influence was Japanime. Yeah. Either it be from true to life uh, Japanese animation comic books or computer games with a lot of Japanese influence. I, uh, uh, I.e., I'm referring to the Final Fantasy games. All of the uh, computer games, uh, Escaflone, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, the range is so wide, I could spend just an hour spreading it out. And I'm not somebody who knows a lot about that. I Actually, tonight, I've learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to, like, process all the information I've acquired tonight. About but the fun thing is that um, it actually felt like... any. If you want to get a feeling of it, just watch a Pokemon pre-match prep. <laughs> it felt like that. I mean, you had group hugs left and right. Aww. It was really cool. It was really cool because I was talking to people I had never met before. There you go. Go community. I mean, I... The community aspect we were talking I about. I, like, my, f- my opening phrase was, Hi, how you doing? Pretty good. Is this your first experience? He... Mostly I'd get the yes response, and I'm going, yeah, me too. <laughs> and at this point, I'm not even in costume. So uh, people are looking at me funny because I don't have my costume right now. On uh, Most of everybody and you came in old. with... Well, I actually Compared wanted to, to have the, the, the most yeah. punch for the buck. You know, I wanted the most punch out of my buck uh, for the influence. And the funny thing is... I went in the uh, once I'm into the uh, green room, which is the area where the people who were oh, participating waiting. in the masquerade were prepping. Now I start putting on my my costume, and the funny thing is that I start dressing up. Words start spreading around because I'm like one out of five people who are not anime. anime. That's so true. word goes fast, folks. <laughs> and by the time I get up on stage, the word has spread that there's going to be a Wolverine on stage. So, when the announcer goes, and now we have participant number one, so-and-so. Number 45. Wolverine. Granted, I had some people who were rooting for me, but when I was on stage, I felt like the entire room just blew up. And, uh, the people were uh, anxious for something different. Uh, so, uh, when, when the announcer said Wolverine, uh, the room just went... <laughs> up in smoke pretty much and that's funny because that got me so pumped up because I was trying to pump myself up to be like edgy and stuff and like really hardcore Mm -hmm. for the Wolverine I was trying to get into character for Wolverine so I was beating my my head on the wall 
and I was trying to hurt myself backstage to actually get myself angry okay. to really make it work. And the funny thing is, I got myself, I hurt myself, but after. After. <laughs> <laughs> We heard that from the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, the, uh, so watch basically, the watch the watch. once the crowd let out that huge scream, that was a, a, basically, they had an option to really let go their tensions, because it was something else than Japanime. When the announcer says Wolverine, I'm backstage and everybody goes, oh, Yeah! Wah, finally, we got the guy because I'm number 45 or something like that. Yeah. Which is, and we almost get like a minute, but everybody's stretching the minute they have. So imagine that. It, people have been sitting on average for about 45 minutes waiting for stuff when I get on. And actually, we'll talk about the waiting for the, actually the spectators. More, more like an hour and a half. Once you've been sitting, I mean. Yeah. Once the show starts. No, it was about an hour and a half. Then you got, then you got on. Yeah, well, actually, he, the announcer, actually griefed you guys for that because some of you were like really causing trouble. But anyway, well, that's that the cool thing about conventions; it gets out of hand, folks. What's that supposed <laughs> to mean? Half the convention now thinks that I am his daughter, at least the balcony yeah. half who could see me. Yes, it's true. Very long story. Uh, he was talking about his daughter and her boyfriend. I stood up, said, "Hi, Dad," and sat back down. Ah, uh, yeah, heckling! You gotta love it. <laughs> you couldn't see the balcony. Well, everybody on the balcony. Oh, by the way, by the way, just so you know, we were playing in the closed-down set of Canadian Idol. Yes, that was funny, because I, I like warning the opinions, the opinions of this individual individual do not necessarily reflect those of the producer or the show you're listening to, and. I was playing Wolverine, and I'm on the set of Canadian Idol, I'm figuring, hell, I'll play the character. I'm sniffing around the set, and I don't read, I really don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just go, uh, like, the set being what it is, I berserk out, and I start, like, going insane. I let out a scream, and back That's in the green room, which was really not a room that was adjacent to the actual uh, hall where you guys were sitting in the public, I actually screamed loud enough to overpower because we had a screen up with a sound system and we could watch what was going on stage even though we were in the room with you guys uh, but it, the sound was low it was bad and everything when the I sound finally was made bad it even in the theater <laughs> when I finally made it back into the green room it was funny because people looked at me and they went damn man we heard you scream from over the, all the way over there you overpowered the sound system in here And that's from the power that the crowd gave me when they started yelling, reacting to the fact that there was something else than Japanime. What I'm s what I'm getting at here is that <coughs> if you have a funky idea and you hold yourself back because you're saying it's not going to fit in, don't, don't. Don't. I mean, have fun with it. Just push it to the max. Just push it to the extent that you will appreciate it and if you pre and if you do it in all goodness on it all to, uh, you know good to godness honesty that transcends and people just jump in with you if you do it right if you do it nice people jump in with you and they enjoy your own ride you become their engine for their ride this is just like an it, it escalates it's the convention effect it's like one guy starts going nuts Or one girl starts going nuts, and people jump in on that 
uh, ride, and it just keeps going and going and going, and that's what gets you through the three, four, five, six, seven days of a convention. Yeah. And, and you change your plans, right? You were supposed to go with a hood. Yeah, I wanted to go in like uh, hooded and everything, but as I was speak uh, talking to people, and there was this guy backstage who was really into Wolverine even more so than I am, and he was telling me, and like we waited around for an hour and a half, and I got the lowdown on Wolverine pretty much, so I took the energy from him, and he was telling me, oh man, I so wish we'd do a stint together and we'd do this and that. Yeah, you and this uh, guy was pretty hardcore it. though. Because he was ready to like jump in with real blades and stuff. It's oh. like, ooh, easy boy. Would he have the adamantium implanted under his skin too? Uh, well, actually, there was a lot of freaky folks backstage. Thankfully, there was a lot of uh, volunteers who were there to like calm people down. Because, as I said earlier, it's always great to go. All the way on your uh, on your uh, uh, darn. I'm looking for the word your uh, extravagan extravaganza. Let's call it. But uh, as we recall, uh, yesterday we presented our rule, which is always like we. One of the big rules we made a point on is respect. Like you got to respect the fact that you're not the only person here. And I well, it, it basically comes down to. Your liberties, you have the liberty to do whatever you want as long as you're not infringing on somebody else's liberties. Mm -hmm. You know, it's common sense. Use your own common sense, be polite, and have fun. I mean, you share the fun you're having. And I was having fun with people who had nothing to do with the style of costume I was, I was doing. And obviously, there was a lot of anime influence, but still, the there was a way to like mingle in with everybody and I was like twice the age of most everybody there <laughs> and still I had a lot of fun because you know what I might be I might be like older than the average but as long as you're young at heart you know the fun is there just keep an open mind have fun enjoy it and you're what like 40? gee thanks <laughs> <laughs> almost so you're almost as old as Gord Gord? Who's Gord? Yeah. No. Yeah, Gord yeah. could be my father. How <laughs> uh, everybody uh, like Gord? Gordon. Well, it's hard for me to actually analyze the entire show because, like I said, we're in the green room. We had bad visual, bad sound. Okay. So, so but we actually enjoyed the show from back there because we're always waiting for somebody, but there was a delay. So if the group right before you was something you really wanted to see, you're not going to see it on the video because you're right behind them in the lineup. Okay. So you missed out. Uh, and a lot of people came up to me and said, damn, we missed you and everything because we were right behind you. And it's like, yeah, well, you didn't miss much because I almost killed myself. <laughs> yeah. Actually, this brings, makes me think of, as you mentioned, how was the master of the master ceremonies. Master, yeah. And I think you did a great job, especially with that, the one point where somebody decided to shout a correction at him because he mispronounced an anime. Oh. As you mentioned several times before that, he's not really into anime, he doesn't really know Japanese or any of that, mm. and this person's doing this just as a group's coming on stage, and he goes and he makes a big rebuttal to them about how don't be shouting things when they're trying to perform on stage and whatnot, and how they're up there 
because they're brave enough to be in half. They're in the audience because they aren't. Yeah. And burn. I thought that was really good. He's oh, he's trying to burn them back, them he's back down. Yeah. Them down. Yeah. Well, actually, you have as an MC sometimes you have to do the bad job of put people down because hecklers aren't always fun. Um, I mean, actually, for those of you who've been around all weekend, you've been hearing my girlfriend complain about a certain person. That was the heckler in particular. So it's why is she blushing? No, no, no. She's not the the heckler. The girl we've been talking we've been talking about is the heckler. So we know who the heckler is, and her name is Jessica Wrightmeyer. Jessica Wrightmeyer. So no, that's not no. Shovelface is another person. Different person. Okay. At least that's one good thing that Shovelface doesn't do. Shovelface. <laughs> 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 hey, come on, guys. So people here, we saw the uh, the animator. Actually, I, 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 if I, I may, if I may indulge in one thing, okay. <laughs> if I may indulge in one thing, what did you guys think of my thing? Because I improvised like, yeah, last minute. <laughs> it was actually really good. Okay, I didn't. These you didn't break out in song. Wait, 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 wait. You did not break out in song. That's what we enjoyed. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my longtime gal. Fifty percent of them <laughs> broke out in song and dance. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could have actually 20, made Gordon like dance. Of the song Lord was of the dance. No, no, no. You could have made Gordon dance the MC. Why? Somebody just did. look at him with your claws. You dance. <laughs> 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 I actually thought of like, but because okay, those uh, those of you who weren't there and most of you who are listening to this show this show weren't. <coughs> I really didn't know what I was gonna do, so. Because this is my first experience on a show on a masquerade and everything, and some of these people had really choreographed a lot of good stuff. And but um, it wasn't that well choreographed on this stage. Okay, think about it. Yeah, the You're on and everything. Not only that, if you noticed, there was a uh, there was only a very restrained area yeah. that was not slippery. Because uh, that stage, was the, which is the American Idol stage, uh, Canadian Idol stage, humble, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's very glossy. Yeah. And the problem is, most of these people are doing kung fu fights and, you know, a lot of martial arts and stuff. So they had spread out a very restrained area that was a mat that you wouldn't slip on. So these people had rehearsed on an area that wasn't necessarily the equivalent of what real and we are back on Star Wars Direct. So once I, more so I crash land in who, into his promo bag <laughs> <laughs> and you hear a weird sound no basically uh, things got out of hand during my presentation at the uh, masquerade because well I was playing Wolverine and I had an hour and a half to like psych myself And once I got on stage, and the it's all about energy. And if the public starts giving you energy, you have to be able to deal with it. And since I'm not a professional actor, the overflow of energy I got just overwhelmed me, and I just went nuts. <laughs> Which is true to form as, car, as far as Logan is concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, I think the best way that we could actually put this uh, back to is... I'm uh, just going to say... Do we have sound, sir? Sir. Okay. Sure. Our sound technician is just sending me weird messages. But basically, yeah. Um, 
the basic way to put this is that you went back to primal state. <laughs> to quote, uh, what's his name? Alain Shabbat. <laughs> no, what's his name? Uh, Home Improvement. Oh, <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can you imagine Tim Allen with adamantium claws? Well, that would be really bad. He would stab himself like all over the place. <laughs> More power. That's why Wolverine has that rapid healing ability. Yeah, and Tim doesn't. <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. So yeah, so you went you went primal and uh, you just screamed, and yeah. you you took a look at the judge like cross your your blades like you better make me win. I was looking at I the judges. Yes, we're oh, by the way, when you're on stage, you don't see the crowd. No, that's it. You don't see. But squat. you were looking straight at the judges. That I was, was really funny. Sweet. And I'm like, if he's like, if they don't make him win, they're so gonna head up like <laughs> chopped in pieces and everything. Actually, it's gonna be fun to actually. What are we having for supper tomorrow night? We're having judges teriyaki. Actually, I think I made a mistake because I registered. I registered myself in. Uh, in the second novice, and I should have gone like. Uh, no, they they called you uh, with the artisan or the second point uh, was artisan journeyman. Journeyman, yeah. Yeah, they probably upped me one notch because when they looked at my costume, they said, "You made this yourself." And I go, "Yeah." Are you a professional customer? I go, "No." And they go, "Okay." So they probably upped me one notch because they said, "No way, we're not putting him in the novice thing because he's gonna nuke their ass." Yeah. So. That too, yeah. No, she's talking. She's got the microphone. <laughs> also probably due to age because I'm 18 and I got knocked up due to age and I have I've only won one. You might want to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I never had your age. <laughs> uh, usually it's meant for like people 16 and under. Yeah. Because it's not fair. Because if you're older, you mm. have you know more experience. You know you can take sewing classes in school. There you go. <coughs> so anyway, uh, what I'm. I'm gonna t- stop like ranting and because I feel like I'm talking about a lot about myself and like not really letting yes. the show take on its own. But uh, simply put, if you guys are at any in any way inspired or like excited by by what I've been talking about, uh, rambling about basically for the past two nights, then my mission is achieved because. Uh, that's what I've been trying to get across as far as messages go is just get out get out there enjoy yourselves have fun just play with it just dang socialize and this is coming from a guy who usually spends his evening on a computer playing computer games but yeah I'm a gamer to the core but I do it in a way that I interact with people either it be physically or physically you know like Face to face, it's not that kind of games, folks. Um, uh, physically, cybernetically, whatever you want, is just interact, socialize, mingle, network, do whatever you want. It's just share your experiences, talk to people, have fun, enjoy it. You, it, your enjoyment, like if you have any sort of appreciation for one thing, either it be Japanime, either it be science fiction, I. Horror, whatever your liking is, just get out there and share it with other people. You will gain so much out of it. You will, it exponentially grows because everybody is 
pushing everybody else. Like, you get excited about something, and that gets somebody else excited about something, and that gets... It's exponential. Um, Domino effect. There you go. That's I the... it. I couldn't put it in better words. It's a domino effect. It's the snowball effect. It's the lemming effect. First guy goes in, everybody else jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a cliff as much as a, an experience. I create costumes for my friends, and I prefer being in the audience because seeing people light up on stage in costumes that they can't make. Because I have a lot of friends who can't, so they've tried. They mm. I've actually had one girl try to make a costume. She wanted to go to Taylor Pluto. She cried. Aww. It didn't fit. Dang. So I sat there for like 24 hours straight with her. Made her a spandex suit, a silk skirt. She won first prize. Sweet. In her class. They even stated that you know, it was not created by her, but by a friend. And I know the judge for that con, and I told him what happened. He did it. She won first prize and got four years free at that con. You're actually bringing up a really cool aspect, because while we were in the green room, people's costumes were falling apart and everything and everybody else was helping everybody else out like oh my da darn my glue came loose somebody else has a glue gun wait a minute I'll plug it in I'll help you out it's like teamwork everybody wants to get their thing going you know actually when I was waiting in line for tickets this morning um, the ninjas that were there the white one you know the whole, they had the whole yeah. thing going on the white he ninja. came up to me I've met him at a different con before you know that I saw I actually told him he didn't know how to do the hat, a skull cap. I just drew him a basic plan. Within five minutes, he had the material sewing in line, and I'm helping him make a skull cap <laughs> for his costume. Cause That's beautiful. He's sitting there going, I've never seen them before. I don't know what, you know. I just I need a white hat that fits my head and won't come off. And that actually brings up a cool in, uh, aspect that I, uh, I've learned a lot of new terms tonight. Like, I've learned the new term that is called the T-shirt ninja. <laughs> it is... How to make yourself look like a, nin a ninja with a black t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's complicated, but it works. <laughs> you put a t-shirt in such and such a way that you actually have a ninja hood on, and it works. And apparently, at every convention, there's a t-shirt ninja. At least oh, yeah. one. <laughs> it's like, I forgot the con was this weekend. I did not have a costume. I came in a female kilt and a bustier tank top. I had people yelling at an anime, like, eight people, different people yell, same anime and character, and it's like, where are your cat ears? I went, I left them in the car, and walked away. And then I had people running up to me going, I want your shirt, I'll give, the one lady offered me $50 to buy it right off my back, then and there. I remember I, you telling me earlier today that you were dressed in what you usually dress in yeah. on a casual day. Yeah, I did like that. And people were looking at you, and they were going, Relic Hunter, Relic yeah. Hunter. Well, I'm wearing right now, um... A tank top that goes around your neck, it's shortcut and pair of spandex pants. I was upset because I didn't have a costume, and I understand why you didn't let me yours. I had the same way. I suddenly go, you're the relic hunter, because I had my backpack over my one shoulder. I went, yes. I went to um, Chewbacca's thing, grabbed his pen, and wrote, uh, sorry, relic hunter across my name badge, flipped it around, and I was the relic hunter all day. There you go. And then I went to dinner with them, and... His wife actually said, I look like Tomb Raider and Relic Sweet. Hunter. <laughs> That's cool. So, it works. Well, Angie. Angie is... Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, she's an angel. Yeah. Who, no who, I don't know who made that shirt. If you're listening to the show or if you get, ever get a hand on the show, kudos on the shirt that was made. Angie, which is Peter... Um, Peter's wife. wife. Peter Mayhew's wife. She, last night, I saw her with 
a t-shirt that quotes Chewy's Angel. Chewy's Angel. And she truly is. And I, uh, you know, Peter Mayhew is sort of my role model and stuff. And I just want to be like as likable a guy as he is. Because that guy is, he can do no wrong, basically. As far as I'm concerned, he's a nice guy. And he's a huge guy. That's the cool thing. He is scary. You look at, you cross him in a dark alleyway, he will scare you shitless. But the minute he opens his mouth, you feel safe. You, you feel secure. His hand will wrap your face. I <laughs> say about that. At dinner, we were doing the whole hand thing. He took his thumb and covered up pretty much 95% of my palm. <laughs> yeah. He just grabbed my hand, and I could close my hand, and his thumb is still showing. Listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm six foot four, 200-something pounds. My hand disappears within his... <laughs> I'm only 411, about 130. It just goes. Away. 30, it just goes <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? When he shakes your hand, you have no even hand. though it's a huge hand, they're warm hands. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. He is giving you energy. He is. I've never met somebody that is so giving. I will keep throwing flowers at this guy, and Angie as well. Because they're just so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And that you got the very best timing for the music. Highly emotional music, and I'm about to Cry? burst to tears. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, with <laughs> <laughs> this being said and done. Uh, yes. I think I'm getting my message across, and I hope I'm actually stimulating you people to just, like, get out there. Do it. Have fun. Enjoy. Play. Just mingle. Have fun. I've met so many new people here this weekend. Yes, it cost me some money, but I'm walking away with insane memories. People look at me funny now, and to me, that's like mission accomplished. (laughs) When I first started cosplay, I came upon conclusion one. I'm either never going cosplay. to cosplay. Uh, just let's establish something. Cosplay, cosplay is, is you put on a costume play. and you just it's like a variant on role play. Yeah. You put on a costume and you play it. Yeah. You and play you your costume out. Yeah. And my first con I came to this conclusion. And my friend said I was nuts because everybody judges me. You know what? I'm Screw the never judging. Never see them again. If I do, they're going to remember me, and that's a bad thing. I have gone in very stampy costumes. If you've ever seen Dragon Pink, I have been Dragon Pink. I have taped my costume on. <laughs> I have had to wear little skinny shorts that were my skin color so people couldn't see me. Because she wears literally, um, if you ever have buy Fofer, it's expensive. It's like $20 a meter. I bought $5 worth of my costume. That's all I wore. And a so color. let that be a warning to you guys. You're missing out on stuff. My Riku costume is <laughs> leather. That's, that's something cool about anime girls. Dang! They're, they're <laughs> they don't I care what you see. <laughs> All I got to say is I'm not missing out. <laughs> Actually, I went to recoup as Tron Trek. Somebody spoiled the costume. I had the leather top on in yellow. I had $3 worth of green material on the skirt. Somebody, be- when I was in line, while well, uh, Duck was out, came up behind me and pulled up my skirt up to my bra. And within five minutes he came back, I went and changed. 
that's one thing I can't stand. People, they destroy costumes. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, yeah, we touched on the respect category right now, right? there and then. Like, people will put on skimpy stuff, but they will go to the length they are willing to go. Yeah. After that, you, they went as far as they're willing to go. Just enjoy how far they were willing to go and leave it at that. Don't go any further. With Don't up the ante. With my dragon pink costume, it just covered, but if I moved, it was shown. My, uh friend of mine actually went out and bought, you know, a carpet tape, double sized, so I could tape it on. The only way I'd wear it. She was with me when I did it, and it was, it was literally taped on my body. Is there a, a, con- <laughs> a, a convention somewhere that someone dressed up as duct tape man or something? Actually, Star Wars Celebration yeah. 2 mm-hmm. had a Boba Fett that was entirely made out of duct tape. Oh, okay. Wow. And like a jumpsuit. Was it red-green? No, well, yeah. <laughs> no. And the one the thing I if found the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. <laughs> or handsy. <laughs> I also made a group of Inuyasha costumes where he, the young man I made the costume for was like six foot three and he played the part. The only thing he could actually do with the costume is he made the ears and put them on the wig. They were the best ears I've seen. Somebody almost ripped them right off his head. Because the whole thing is he tweaked the ears. He'll do it. He'll get down. He'll, he'll, he got on his knees for like little kids. They could tweak the ears. Somebody just came up and tried to rip it right off and laughed at him. Darn. Which I think respect is the biggest thing. Because I have gone to the point where half time I will get out of costume. You know, like with 3Q. I wanted to go all weekend. Within By noon, I was out of it. Mm. You know, I didn't have a chance to put up my hair for it yet. And yeah. it was already gone. Yeah, well, that's the cool thing. Today, I went as uh, Garen Dan doing oh. a lot of promotional stuff for... Star Before Wars you felt, felt to sleep. Yeah, well, actually, that's the cool part. <laughs> I was, I, I said to myself, well, I have to do something for the radio show. I have to do my part and stuff. So, I dressed up as Garandan, which is, you know, in Star Wars term, he's an information broker. So I felt that he was like the likely character to spread out the news about Star Wars on the and stuff. And whenever somebody would ask me, hey, can I take a picture of your costume? Then I'd give them a Star Wars on the pamphlet just so I wouldn't waste the pamphlet mm. on somebody who really doesn't care because yeah. that's no fun. When you're just giving out stuff to people who don't really understand what you're giving them out, or giving them, it's just, you know, spamming, you know. <laughs> And since we're on the Internet, everybody knows what spamming is. Yeah. So it's... I was doing, you know, targeted marketing, yeah. in a way. So I was giving out uh, pamphlets to people who actually like made an effort yeah. to take a photograph of my costume and actually liked it. And it was a really simple costume, you know, but that's another thing. I spent like four hours on that costume, recycled old costumes I had, just put a bunch of stuff together and just had fun with it. And I was running around, granted... Uh, the six o'clock uh, wake-up call oh. wasn't really fun, so it cut out. It cut me like the three hours I uh, desperately well, yeah. needed <laughs> for sleep. <laughs> just Mary Claude didn't hear the, uh, the alarm. Just Mary Claude didn't hear the alarm. She, yeah, she well, stayed asleep. I don't she's know a how, good, but she's a good sleeper, and kudos to her. Kudos it's to her. A woman's ability. I actually almost pull, pulled a Wookiee maneuver, and I almost ripped that radio I outside. Actually, actually, it's I have to tell the story. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Because it's it's a really funny story. I was six o'clock in the morning. We went to bed around three. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the alarm clock just goes. Did 
I got Wookie that comes out. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Tries to jump, like, he taps on it yeah, in order to, you, like, you, find you the buttons. I, I did? Once. Yeah, yeah, he hits the snooze once, push a button, turns the radio on. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he's no, like, I, I think it, oh, it, by the way, it people, came out it was, one minute later. It was pitch black at yeah. this point. Yeah. And uh, so he basically, like, he's like, he's, he's going really grunting out on the thing. And I'm like, I'm just, I just, like, Raise my head and like, don't throw it this way, because if you do, I'll take it in the face. Because he's sleeping right underneath the window. That's it. And then there's Danny's like, and I'm gonna have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Wookie mode. And actually, the, the funny story related to that. And I it, anybody who knows a Wookie, I have a radio in my arms, in my hands. A radio has no arms, can so I, I can't it rip its arms out. But I will rip it out of the wall and throw it wherever I can. And a Wookiee on three hours sleep... Isn't in a good mood. Not good. That's it. <laughs> you ever try to take food away from a bear? That's a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the, uh, the funny story I wanted to tell is back when I was about uh, 16 years old, I was actually starting to read the Young Jedi Knight series with Lobaka and everyone. And there's this one book Lobaka. at, at yeah. one point where Lobaka goes... Kind of goes to the dark side or something. I kind of enjoy that name. Lobaka. There you go. And Hello, can you go? Just the... the, the <laughs> you know, I read that chapter when he's kind of sort of going to the dark side and everything. I put it down. Lobaka went to the dark side? I don't think no, so. He's, he's, no, he's touching, you know. He's, he's well, just like... Yeah. Thinking about no, no, it. No, it's he's almost going to the dark side. He's not going, but he's almost. And I just like Tempted put the book... It. I just put the book down, go to sleep. And my neighbor was sleeping because it was at my, num- at my neighbor's place in the eastern township in Quebec. And he's sleeping across the room from me on this couch. At, three o- at about 3 o'clock in the morning, he just turns around on the couch and opens his eyes for no reason whatsoever. And there I am, I'm sleeping, I'm facing the wall, so I'm he-, he sees my back. And all of a sudden, I just like, I turn... And I sit straight up, you know, just like Kane or The Undertaker in the in WWE. I sit straight up, and I, 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 <laughs> I just, I just like focus on the wall in front of me. I just put my right hand straight on the on the, the alarm clock, and I give one shot out of it. I take it out of the wall, and I just like threw it down on the floor. <laughs> and then I go, I go back down to sleep. And my neighbors, my neighbor never slept like. Of the, the other Earth's life Wow And I, w- I wake up the next morning At about 8 And he's, he's like Both hands Like As a pillow In his head And he, he's looking at me Wide open eyes With little red cracks Into it And he's like And I look at him like Did I Rip my alarm clock Out of the wall At 3 in the morning <laughs> And he just goes like <laughs> <laughs> And that folks Is what we call In character Yes <laughs> Are any all of you role players out there? Yeah. Draw from that. Oh yeah, actually, at my first convention, I was Barbarella from Vice Crits and Anime. He had this real thing with the Bible. I will. I paid for the Bible and stuff, but I, I borrowed one from my hotel room, and I had a one of those really pathetic fake knives. If you jab it in your head, it's going to bend in a complete circle. Okay. And, and I mutilated the Bible with it. I was wow. in character. I just sat there and went. <laughs> I'm just going. I feel really out of character. I'm a female. I have, you know, the tensor bands around my chest, but you can't see it because it's 
vest is always open and he always has bandages. So I just started playing with it and the pages are ripping because they're, you know, like onion paper. I just started doing that more. Onion paper? Onion paper. Uh, oh. Okay. Onion. 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 <laughs> and I, well, actually won my first costume that way because I was best in character. I was just sitting on a pool half asleep. This the Bible. I had my hair, but I had really short hair at this point in time. I cut it for character. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Very. Three years. And I spray paint. I spray painted it silver. You spray painted your hair. Spray painted my hair silver. I've done many colors with actual hair. Yeah, I I, decided that. Okay, folks. Just so you know, I am willing to spray paint my boots, not my hair. She is insane. <laughs> she is hardcore. I respect this on, woman. I've also painted on costumes for friends. I I, I draw. I'm an body animal. painting. I want to be. An Thank animal. you, Lord. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine bought the. Yeah. Painted on major body parts and she had a little thong on. As I painted on a full anime scene on her body, she went out of the canvas. And she won $5,000 for being an animator's canvas. Oh. She went on stage with a friend of hers. Her friend had a paintbrush. And she's playing, pretending to paint. Like, we sprayed her with the, the body latex and everything. It's really cool. I actually have pictures somewhere online mm-hmm. of this. And there's Maritoji spray paint in her air this morning. No, that, that's hair spray no, paint. That, w- that was hair actually spray. That I used that was, the yeah. wall. That was uh, what? dye spray. I, I yeah. used real Like Krillin. Acrylic we paint. We had hardcore. We had like we had it there. Don't this word right now. It's I like had it there. <laughs> I'm happy I'm out of spandex. <laughs> I have like really dark hair. I I had to be like blonde or silver, so I kind of went. What could happen? And just started doing this, you know, spray painting my hair. My mom sitting there, her eyes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I were who are they scrubbing the paint off my, my face? You have to shave your head. <laughs> we, we just kind of like grow and cut the ends off. Okay. <laughs> it, it washed out after a while, but it kind of got really dead end. And we're back on Star Wars on Direct, and we're discussing this miscellaneous things <laughs> while being like out of broadcast. Sorry, uh, all of you actually listening to us live right now. I know it's very difficult. Uh, this is our. F- Fourth or fifth? No, it's, it's our fifth crash, I believe, tonight. Um, it's very odd. We still fail to understand what causes the uh, the the broadcasting I to actually fail. I, I'm pretty sure it's keeping it's the karma. Yeah, it's so you know you know what we need we need to buy like bamboo and we need to buy like feng shui stuff so that we c- every time we go into s- into some place we have to put like feng shui okay. in there. The of the room. That's it. It's like so. keeping the computer open to This is yeah. So this is really like a down on morale. But still, this is Star Wars on Direct. This is live broadcasted radio, and we are not kidding you when we're saying we're well broadcasting live. It will not show after That's it. After the edit on the archives, it will not show. No blanks. So you don't believe it's not real? Well, how do you explain the blanks? That's it. Well, in the edit, it's not going to show up, but still. It, we're having a lot of fun. Um, Master Duran, who's with us on the chat, uh, mentioned the fact that some of us were ga- getting a little bit too... Uh, <coughs> emotional. Tipsy. No, tipsy. Emotional. And emotional. Yeah, it's like, 
Wookie hit me well during the blank because we didn't ask something to Peter. Sorry. It is never wise to anger a Wookie. Oh, never. Oh, no, it's not. Uh oh. Here he is. He's coming. He's like breathing like really? that. No, I'm not coming. Because <laughs> if I were, I'd be happy. That's it. That's Whoa, hard. it knocks at the door. Alright, we got we got people coming in. Do you have a move cone? And we have some the people. Thundercats. We the Thundercats. The Cubo. And the Kid Fist. And, and the Kid no Fisto. And no movie cones. And the Kid Fist. And the Kid Feister. Yeah. The Kid Fister? Or the, the Kid Feister. The Kid Feister. Feister, yeah, because Kid Fister, we'd have to edit out. Yes. It's like, you know, I like the fact that Gordon, during the masquerade, includes everything that people say. What was Gordon's crowd? reaction to my, like, insane scream? Because he didn't uh, know I was no, going to, like... He just said, I'm sorry, I'm not in the crowd. They seem to be having more fun than I do. Than I am. <laughs> that's it. Well, but, that's okay. you know, it's like, he mentioned, like, once or twice, uh, watch out for uh, um, flash photography. Yeah. Because it's really blinding for the people who are actually doing their act on stage. If I may, uh, there was a the really subject. cool thing at some point, and I think it was an improv. I don't know. It might have been... When he mentioned that and that someone flashed at the end? No, but <laughs> there was actually some... Because everybody went on stage and did their stint. And oh somebody yeah. at some point yeah, brings out his own camera and oh looks yeah. at the entire crowd yeah. in the room yeah. and goes, Okay, no, everybody, awesome. move to the left. Yeah. Uh, you know when you're taking no, a picture and you're going, Okay, people, fit into the frame. You know, it's like, That's move to the left, move to the right. There's what? A thousand people in there? At least. Uh, <laughs> the best part was... Right and everybody was laughing their brains yeah. out. We yeah. were back in the green room. We had bad video, bad audio. We were on the floor crying. <laughs> when he came back in, he had a standing ovation. We stand, We stood up and we went, good job, man. And, and he did it without Gordon. any flash. Gordon had asked Gordon. earlier for anybody to not use any flashes. And, and he says, him. you know what? This guy actually listened when I was talking about no flashes. <laughs> and if I recall, he actually reminded people later who used to flash, if this keeps up, next year there'll be no cameras in the air. Yeah. Yeah, so, hint, hint. There people, you, you don't need flashes. There are stage lights lighting up the people on stage. And open you don't shirts. need the flashes. Yes, you want to have the Olympic effects and... <laughs> But it does nothing. All you get is the red eye effect. That's all you get. With stage lights on, you don't need the flash. Okay, and like you said too, they usually are willing to take pictures after the show. I was standing on top of a... I was a total camera whore outside of the show. And I was getting so much attention, I was giddy with it. <laughs> People were walking up to me. I heard you made it yourself. Yes. Can I take a picture? Yes. Like, no wasn't I in it? my vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> At this point, the only no I would say is if... Can you wear that sign that Trigon wore? Trigon wore. Uh, run that... What? The... Gloat. What? Gloat. Gloat. Gloat me. Gloat me? Yeah. Actually, somebody almost gloped me backstage. Yes. Gloped. Gloped. Oh, I got groped like you wouldn't believe. Gloped? I just... Wasn't sure what it was, so I said, <laughs> but groped. Yeah, I got, I got. No ripping off. No, uh, rubbing, rubbing up 
a lot of. Because let's just say I was wearing... Oh, really let's just say you could visually take my blood pressure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a shirt that uh, has velvet on it, velvet flames. Ooh. And the girls love to come up and rub it. It's my belly. It's like, yeah. Stroke oh. the fire. <laughs> Stro- keep oh, it warm. Come on. Stroke the fire. Keep it warm. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Lava Life, folks. <laughs> it's hot and warm. Calm down, Harvey. What? Calm down, Harvey. Isn't Harvey the Wonder Hamster? No, actually, that's more of a oh, forest gift reference. Am I going to have really to sleep in the dumpster again? Oh, yeah. Yes, we'll dumpster you by the end of the night. One that was Sweet. dunk. Sweet. <laughs> I'll sli- I'm sleeping with the bugs tonight. One that was really funny. It was the, the not the canned man, but the... The muffin man. The muffin. Oh, gingerbread. the gingerbread man. The that gingerbread was a Shrek 2. Anybody who's yeah. seen the Shrek 2 movie, when the gingerbread man came out in the green room, nobody had seen it set up. I Like, this... It was a girl, by the way, in the suit. And... She was dressing up behind me, and I had not seen her. And I turn around, I see the gingerbread man from Shrek 2. I just collapsed. I cried. I laughed. I, you know, I'd w- I so need to take a picture of you right now. And she kept wandering around, protecting her and anybody who's seen Shrek 2. You know, her uh, oh. button that, yeah. yeah, her gumdrop that gets burned off. She was so protecting it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Do but you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Nope. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Who's the Muffin I Man? I actually... Sh- there was actually a really cool figure. That's another thing. For those of you who are nostalgic about movies, anybody who's watched the Ghostbuster movies, I saw the coolest looking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man for sale. It was... 20 bucks, man. 20 bucks. It's a bargain. It was 20 bucks for the, uh, the about like 12 inch uh, figure? It was 20 bucks for the huge ass, like yeah. a foot high. That's it, 12 inch figure. Twi- uh, like a uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He, he, he had this insane. I took a picture of him. We'll put it up on the site if you guys want. No, we'll buy it tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But he looked so freaking angry. He looked like he had, like, you know, those nuclear accelerators that the stupid Ghostbuster had? He looked like he had one of those nuclear accelerators up his marshmallow ass. Ass. Yeah. Imagine nuclearly accelerated marshmallow molecules. That can't be good. (laughs) Oh, wow. I actually grossed out. Uh, No, either that or we crashed again. No, no. You didn't gross me out either. I grossed him out. <laughs> no. Ba- ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm sorry for those of you whose dad's going to piss off out, out there. And I'm sorry if Telus doesn't like it and never want to sponsor us. But I don't give a shit. Telus has the shittiest Wi-Fi network in Ever. the world. It's, it's completely shitty. I've yeah, never seen something on. that shitty. Is the webcam on? That is quite the product endorsement. No, because I couldn't actually like get yeah. on the freaking thing. Talking about it, bad or good, it's publicity. <laughs> yeah, product placement. Product. Yeah. Ah, yeah, you want to hear? It's either it's either product placement, product displacement, or product liposuction. You want? So no, you want to think it's product replacement right now? Yeah. Windows 95. 
Now there's something you want to get out of your system. By the way, folks, a really cool anagram. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. A really cool anagram. You know what an anagram is? You take the letters of one phrase or word and you make another Catwoman title. It's a Catwoman title? Oh, no. I'm going to piss off a lot of people here. Yeah. But a Catwoman anagrammed out makes a Mac won't. There you go. Now You're, You heard it on Star Wars on the right. If you, again, the opinions of this person speaking right now does not reflect the... <laughs> doesn't really opinion. necessarily reflect the opinions of the people at Star Wars on Direct in any shape or form. If you have opinions and you have gripe and stuff like that, you just email your opinions and gripe or rant at, at Wookie Mail <laughs> at WookieMart at Hotmail.com. But Wookie you can also do, do that. It's com. like if it's Star Wars related, feel free to, to send it to Star Studio at SWENDirect.com and we will. Oh, yes. Forward it to me. We will yeah, read it. Or to my ass. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I would like to point out that the webcam will now be back online. Shoot here. <laughs> <laughs> What you're about to see on the webcam is actually uh, the ass. Yes, there you go. That's it's the, the Wookiee ass. Okay. So, <laughs> thank you for mooning us. Okay. I'm not mooning you. The browser just crashed. No, 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 it's okay. By the way, what do you call a 300-pound sailor moon? Oh. A full moon. Oh, oh my God. You're almost out of liquor, okay. right? That's one. That's one. I'm thing. out of bounds, is what I am. <laughs> that's one thing, please, people. Okay, I know. I've actually I infringed the one rule that I said shouldn't be infringed, and I take full penalty for that. And you know Which the respect rule that we're talking rule? about. Yeah, I've infringed on that rule. So again, if you people need feel the need to give me flack for that one, go ahead. Okay, I don't actually infringed the rule that I actually suggested. Actually, which I is respect. I'm gonna be yeah. Okay, it's not cool. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But there's one thing I'd like to point out to the people going into the masquerade. Respect goes both ways. Not okay. It's like you can like whatever you like, and you can do whatever you want to do. However, you have to realize something at one at some point. I personally know I'm fat. I'm not gonna wear spandex into a masquerade and show how fat I am to the masquerade and to anyone because it's not like nice, it doesn't look good, it doesn't reflect the actual product I'm trying to reflect portray. and to portray and this is exactly the reason for which I'm not wearing certain costumes and certain stuff. So it's it's I'm actually gonna send out a message to, to anyone doing masquerades out there. You know it's sad. I'm sorry. You might like Queen Amidala's costumes very much, and I have nothing about this. But if you're 250 pounds and five foot two, it's probably not the best costume for you guys. Okay? And here I'm not only talking about the big robes, but I'm also talking about like the little tank tops that will show. Like it goes to, to say it goes the rest of that idea as well. Yeah. If you don't match the body type. If you're too thin or too thick or yeah. too short or too tall, you're not going to make that a very good, um, yeah, believable character. Yeah. Um, my friend Ken, who's part of the 501st, has a um, Imperial Guard costume. And, and he's 5'2"? Five five, 
Yeah, five, five two, two, five three. And he really makes short. But a lot of people say the old standard: "Aren't you too short to be an imperial guard?" And and he um, he laughs it off, you know. See, but he loves it. Um, I'm four eleven, so I can go on that. It's really hard to find a costume in your thighs that people will respect you going as. I'll admit, next year I'm going as Tokyo Mew Mew. They're twelve year old little girls. It's because I have gone as I've gone as Sailor Moon. I've been laughed at and yelled at. I had the wig. I was too short. Or I'm at this point in time I was a lot skinnier than I am now. I'm too skinny. You also have to understand too with that. There's also some things you can't do at all because of what you are. I'm a very odd body shape and size, so it's really really hard. It's not that odd as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah. but, but and if I might chime in, I mean anything that is called Tokyo Mew Mew gets free pass as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and if I may add, today I was running around as Garandan, and somebody looked at me and said, "You know, for an imperial spy who's supposed to be inconspicuous, and I'm six foot four, two hundred pounds, you're not really inconspicuous, are you?" Yes, and I was going, "Here's a Star Wars on Zedek flyer. Thank you very much. Goodbye." <laughs> but I will admit this. Um, just at the same time that person said to him, I walked by him, and I'm in basically the same costume. And the guy didn't even look at me, so I guess uh, I was kind of inconspicuous. So you worked, and I didn't. See, but as I far as PR goes, I was I think a big part of it would be all the other creatures that were walking around. <laughs> if you're not the only freak, it's kind of hard to stand out. <laughs> See, but you have to go, not something on the way you're shaped your thighs, but the way you look, like... I have been told I look like Laura Croft or Relic Hunter and stuff because the way I dress. I'm 4'11". They're like 5'8 or something, 5'11". They're tall. I'm short. So, heels work. I can't wear heels. I have tried. I've been Sango. I've had Duke or Duck ice down my legs for about an hour and a half because the boots would not fit me anymore. And at, they're originally too big. So that's saying a lot because I only have five th- uh, size 5 feet. So, that's really, really small. Think of like your 12-year-old daughter or son having size 5 oh. feet. I My get children's smaller shoes. than you. I get children's shoes for like $20 instead of 50 so. Um, <laughs> that actually ties into the whole being comfortable in costume thing again. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, this is actually a costuming show. <laughs> having to ice Well, no, we're giving like, we're giving out costuming type yeah. tips yeah. as part of the mask yeah. part of the show. Yeah. Well, again, it's always an acid if you don't have to waste time sitting in your hotel room icing down swollen body parts because you've been wearing things that are too small. Mine were too big. But then again, I will admit this, I cannot find knee-high boots in my size. I'm, I'm a child size 5, which is like a boy's, like an, a male adult size 1 or 2. That is small. I'm wearing shoes right now with my pants. I don't look like I have no feet. So I went and bought a size 6 woman's shoe, which is, I have socks in them, so I can wear them. And they're big. They fit my thighs perfect, but walking for a while is okay, but I had to wear them for three and a half days straight. I forgot shoes. And I could not go out to any of the dances, and I actually kept my boyfriend back because I could not move. And I, I was a youth group leader at this point in time, so I had to move because I had to get children home on time, on the bus, which 
That is a very long story that didn't work out too well. Okay. I kind of lost three of them. So. <laughs> I missed out on the parties. Oh. The parties. But you had a great time with your girlfriend. Not as good as it could have been. <laughs> okay, so there's just something going on uh, backstage now, so we're going to go there. Yeah, I in think the it's back there. They've been taking the monkey juice. It's. I think there was a Wookiee incident with. Uh, he was sipping the monkey juice. Sipping the monkey juice. Oh, and he's. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, wait, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I would like to. I would like to instate something. Once, once, once the Wookiees add too much to drink, he officially becomes a little pussy. <laughs> And you can pur and you and you can pet him and you can pet him and he will purr. He said he's uh, petting himself. So he's petting himself. It's it's, it's kind of sad. See, my suggestion with costumes, I've been doing it for a while and create. I've created at least three hundred costumes now with a matter of three years. Yes. That's a lot. There he goes again. All I do is I charge for material and extra. I don't I don't care for cutting money in. I love watching it. My suggestion is feel comfortable, look comfortable. Don't like I have been to one con that I was disappointed in this guy. He was a biker. You could he was three hundred pounds. He went as Sailor Moon. His oh. his skirt was shorter than what I would do. I'm sorry. That's one thing you cannot do. If you cross dress, cross dress responsibly. No, because I I seen pounds. one guy go as a sailor character. He had like the feminine body. He looked really good. He won cross dressing. He within a big group. This guy came on. People just looked at him. He had a beard down to his chest. He had his chest stuffed, and his belly was actually bigger than his stuffed chest. And he had a skater's mini skirt on that was meant for somebody my um, size. They stretch. You. I think you've just scarred Sebastian's mind here by the... No, I'm sorry. My mind was scarred forever by someone called Power Girl a couple of years ago at T-Track. See, like, if you're going to... That was a 300-pound Sailor Scout. See, Ouch. don't dress something that's appropriate for you. Dress something that you know is appropriate. Like, I have been Dragon Pink. I was 115 pounds and 411 with heels. I actually went around to 23 people I know and said, what do you think? As when I, made it, I made it as mostly a joke for my ex-boyfriend at the time. He, it was for a Halloween party. I had three girls with me helping me Like after I made it, putting it on, just going, is this appropriate or am I selling myself on the street? <laughs> and they were honest. It's like, well, it could be more. I went out that day and bought a female brief in the same type of pattern, the, you know, the tiger skin I wore that I look great I got the double side tape you know you couldn't see anything it covered as much as my bathing suit only in different ways just be responsible and don't degrade yourself I'll admit I have gone too far sometimes but just be responsible I'll add to this idea I as a male person feels like the female body like a nice female body is actually a piece of art to me. It's, a, it's the same thing, and I respect it just as much as a, uh, as a piece of art. If there's a 300-pound fat fat girl who's actually trying to show stuff and everything, I'm not I'm not gonna say you know, I'm not gonna go up to her and like, okay, you're ugly. 
like switch your costumes because that would be really bad and it's not good for morale. But I'm not gonna say these persons actually do fit into the art. Actually, I have a comment on this. Um, actually, I met a girl at last year's anime or two one S Sailor Moon. She is 300 pounds. She looked great in the costume she made. It took her three years to make, but she modified it to fit her. The skirt was a little bit longer. You know, you could actually see all through it. She was super slim. The wings covered her her body. Like she had them folded in. She had she had spandex on, but she had a diff- she didn't have she straight spandex. She had polyester spandex. She had an oversized bow, and she looked magnificent. I haven't seen such a beautiful woman in my life. And she was. She meant to me. She was 380 pounds. She had a Sailor Mars with her. She made the costume with. And same. She had the polyester spandex. She had the skirt down to her knees. They were beautiful. They're actually the best Sailor Moon costumes I had ever seen in my life. And I actually have her email now. I am going as Sailor Saturn at some point in time. And they are actually helping me make the costume because they, I will admit that they were really, really beautiful. And I'm surprised they didn't win the con. A bunch of boy banner from Hat signed it. But everybody there stopped them. They couldn't get to where they were going because everybody was just loving them. Because they were, they were beautiful, but they were big. And people were like, I can't believe you did that. You are brave. You are beautiful. And they were invited to so many room parties. They actually got a... Um, Sailor Moon's voice actor was there from Canada. They were invited to sit with her all day and get free autographs and free merchandise because they had done such a beautiful job. And if you may, you may not look the part, but you can if you really want to. And one thing, though, I did not like. Somebody did not respect them. I was walking down the street with them because I was a sailor Saturn in a regular form. And somebody just said, you're a you know, fucking cow. You know, put some clothes on. I'm like, okay. No. You know, there are some people who don't respect people even when they are respectful to the other. She turned around and said, well, I'm sorry, you know, next time I'll try and put, you know, more material in. But they degraded her so much. Just walking on the streets. uh, It was outside of the con with the girl wearing this little, you know, leopard skin bikini. Yeah. That was... There was a lot of people who didn't know that there was a con. And they they were saying, there's a lot of freaks in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw Star that. Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. We were actually uh, yelling, f- ye- uh, shout fighting on the street with this weird drunken guy who was shouting, Star Trek, Star Trek has a side of turkeys. And we're, com- we're, we're just passing his way and he's, Star Trek, Star Trek. And we go, Star Wars, Star Wars. But just like Marco Polo. Kind of. Just like the Marco Polo at the masquerade. Oh, yeah, that, this, fits w- this fits well together. Wait. When things go too far at a convention, it winds up looking like this. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay, for those who are looking at the webcam or not, it's Which a big ju- danger sign. Let's start it well, over again. But uh, going back at you on the opposite of what most people have said here, if you're big, you can still be beautiful in Sailor Moon. I've actually seen a dragon pink. I seen a woman who was very beautiful as filament. She modified it and she was gorgeous. And I actually, my sister-in-law, Crystal, is 250 pounds. She is coming to a constantly one of these years. She wants to be Spinner from Card Captor Sakura. She's wearing a pair of 
wrap short that I'm making her and a tube top. But she already had worn it, and she looks great. She's big. She has big, big angel wings that I own myself for a chi costume. She has these cute little, like, rabbit ears that we've modified, and she had two kids, and she looks great in it. She had the long tail that goes, like, eight feet behind her out of $150 worth of material. <laughs> and she is 250 pounds. You may be big, but you can still be beautiful. Cool. Uh, we could ask, do you think the and, sci-fi uh, costuming is getting less attention now than the anime was getting bigger? Well, actually, you know what? In I general, this depends on where is... You go. Granted, I apologize for the earlier comments I've made because in hindsight, uh, I realized that I went beyond the bounds that we've established last night, which mm -hmm. was respect. And I apologize to all those people who feel like they, uh, what is it, uh, identify themselves to Sailor Moon and stuff like that. Yes, it's an easy joke. But I'm the kind of guy that makes easy jokes. And again, if you feel like you need to rant about it, feel free. Just send me flack. I'll take it like a man. Whatever. I'll deal with it. It's not a problem. Uh, actually, if you ever feel like I go out of bounds, just shoot me up with it. <laughs> It'll teach me a lesson. Yeah. That, that's something. That's uh, uh, with a guy who got claws on his hands. Basically, and a danger <laughs> sign stuck <laughs> yeah, in his chest. You know the kid that uh, uh, runs around with a lot of Pokemons? Like, uh, what's his name? Ash. Ash. You know the Ash, the, the kid with the baseball cap? After I did my uh, Wolverine stint, he runs up to me and he goes, You deserve this more than we do. Because <laughs> I actually almost unlocked my jaw. Yeah, oh, he's got a danger. Oh, we're actually, going classic the Ash here, you're folks. talking about, I know, I've met him at previous cons. He's kind of a sweet guy. His girlfriend won first prize as Chi at Anime North. Uh, she did the Christmas Chi. She's Christmas she's red dress, really fluffy. She's I found out eighty three pounds. She looks like she she won first prize. Do I look like a hazing picture <laughs> or what? <laughs> <laughs> Can we go again hey, with or what? Gig. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I I'm just hazing bait. <laughs> but oh, this is pretty much what conventions are about. Danger. Danger, freak colors, <laughs> claws, fun with plastic, plastic, always great, kitty cats, left and right, center, Nikos, Nikos, Niko, Niko, cat, Niko is cat is Japanese for cat? Yes, Niko Yasha is cat demon. Folks, I just learned something in Japanese. Three quarters of a second. <laughs> so Niko is a cat. Maybe? You know what? Niko, I thought you kitten. Okay. Uh, Nico Yasha, Cat Demon, uh, Nico Chan, my it's, cat. It's not broadcasting anymore because of the stupid TELUS. Nipple burn, nipple burn, nipple burn. But if you actually need any costumes, <laughs> 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 if you ever need help with costumes and whatsoever, I do sell them. Um, just get in contact with the Sebastian and he can get hold of me. And if you ever need help or suggestions, I am op always open. We are currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> Dying backwards. Uh, um, and have people here a little bit drunk right now, so yeah. ignore them. Yeah. 
I just have one comment before I go for the big community. You're big, you're beautiful, there's just more of you to love. Cool. Okay. You need to hold on. Are we still broadcasting? Yes, we are. Wow. Just keep it cool. We're, we're live. No, we're live. We're we are? Live. Oh, yeah. We're live? We're always live. As long as blood. Please tell me you're going to edit some of this out, but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you're lucky there's only one... Uh, there's basically only one. Uh. And uh, we're back for the last time on Star Wars Sound Direct. Basically, we just wanted to say a very good night to all of you guys. Um, I don't know if it was because we were d discussing politically incorrect subjects that we were cut off so many times tonight. Uh, maybe it was a sign. Maybe it's also the shitty TELUS um, uh, uh, network. And I don't know. It's like every time it crashed on me, for some reason, the show was crashing a few minutes afterward. So, I don't know if it's because of that, but in any case, the thing is, uh, we're actually going to go out for a little karaoke music, and we're going to have fun downstairs uh, with our anime friends, because SFX seems to be 90% anime uh, still. And uh, we'll be... Uh, nothing against that. I'm a big anime fan. The Angelus Evangelion. Go! It's really cool. And uh, basically, we're uh, going to be coming back uh, to you as much as as much as possible live tomorrow afternoon from SFX itself. And if we're if we're not live, it's gonna be a pre-recorded show like we did at SFX Montreal last year. But trust me, it will Shut be up. it will be in the archive, and you will like it. And right now, as you can see, the as you can hear, the ambience is pretty going. There's a girl lying on the bed. It's okay. <laughs> Take it in, boy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're gonna head out for a little karaoke music. So, this is Sebastian for Star Wars on Direct saying uh, good night. I have uh, my producer Danny over there. We have everyone who's gonna say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. I swear to God, he's gonna good break night. something. <laughs> good night. Good night. So, everybody said good night. Everybody said good night. Okay. Okay, so uh, on this note... Good night, John Boy. <laughs> night, Cuba. On this note, uh, we're saying, you know what? Respect your friends, respect the fans, because we're all part of fandom, and if we don't respect each other, it's going to be bad. And may the force be with you. And may the force be with you always. May the fangs be with us always. And, and in the future. And in the future. And we'll be talking back to you in uh, a couple of weeks from now. So, see you next time on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
be sure to visit www.swanzarek.com for more information about upcoming shows. Sir, if you're not be needing me, I'll close down for a while.